Well, after much debate, I've decided to continue the Chase Channel show and I've uh, given it a lot of thought. Most of you probably thought I went AWOL or wondered where I went. Uh, lately, I've been doing some shows locally live and during that time, I was doing some soul searching to decide, is it something that I want to continue or not? Because I really don't want to do the show unless I put my whole entire heart into it. So when I decided I was going to not do the show anymore, I logged into the uh, syndication networks that pushes my show out to deactivate it. And during that time, I decided they have what's called analytics in there that I would just take a look and see at how many downloads we've had and how many people have listened and Let's just say I was blown away. So after looking at it and seeing thousands of listeners all over the world, uh, tens of thousands of listeners all over the world, uh, from coast to coast to states I don't even know anybody in, I realized that I need to continue doing the show. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to return to the airwaves on uh, Friday, March 2nd, which uh, let me make sure March 2nd is a Friday. I think it is. Uh, let's see. No, the third Friday, or Friday, May 3rd. I don't even know what month it is. Friday, May 3rd. I'll be returning to the airwaves in the same time Fridays from three to four, right before George B in the afternoon. But I decided because I have some uh, cool shows that I did. I felt I filled in for George B in the afternoon. Uh, George is a Tennessee radio legend and, uh, he asked me to fill in for him on Monday and Friday. So this is the Monday edition of George B in the afternoon. So three hours of me live. I hope you enjoy it. Listen all the way through. You get to hear some of the interesting, famous callers in West Tennessee. And then I'll also upload the Friday edition. So if you enjoyed this one, you can check it out. Here it is. Hope you enjoy. 93.1 WTJS Alamo. The Talk of Jackson. Good afternoon. My name's Chase Channel. This is George B. in the afternoon. George is out on assignment, so you've got to deal with me for the next three hours. And of course, Brad McCoy's here to make sure I stay in line. <laughs> What's up, dude? How you doing, Brad? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, first things first is we're going to have to talk with uh, Steve Bowers and George about this mic stand. It's a little short. <laughs> and uh, You're a little taller than they are. That's true. Yes. That is true. If you're uh, if you're just now joining us, maybe you're heading home from work. We're glad to have you along with us this afternoon. If you uh, you got comments or questions throughout the show, the Victory Honda text line is 731-410-7560. If you got comments or you want to give us a call, you can. The number to call is 678-931-9857. Now, George B. has challenged me. He said, you know, Chase, you think you're a radio guy because you do a one-hour show once a month. <laughs> And I said, yeah, well, yes, the more I thought about it, I said, you know, one of the things about me is he asked me to do this a long time ago. I said, sure, you could ask me almost anything a year from now, and I'll say yes to it. Then when the day comes, I'm like, oh, boy, what did I, what did, what did I agree to do? <laughs> so in, uh, in saying that, I thought to myself as, as the day approached, I said, well, I better actually prepare for this show because i got to talk for three hours. <laughs> Yeah, three hours. <laughs> three hours. So the challenge yeah. was that. But then the more I thought about it, as I said, you know what? If the media has been able to talk about Trump for, you know, 3,000 minutes over the course of the last year in this Mueller report, that surely I can handle three hours of 
just hanging out with my friends as they drive home from work or tuning in from wherever you're at. And if you're uh, maybe you're you're listening from a long ways off, we'd like to see how far the signal goes. So you can shoot us a text and let us know where you're listening. The number to text is 731-410-7560. That's sponsored by Victory Honda, yours truly. But uh, you know what's amazing to me, Brad, is that as as I've started in talk radio over time, and I've realized that uh, you know the signal strength for years with the 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 tower, we have a strong signal. It goes for a long ways, mm-hmm. and uh, it's great because you the convenience of radio is what's kept it relevant. Over ninety two percent of people still listen to radio at least two hours a week. I didn't realize that. Yep, that's wow. higher than television. Did you know this? Only fifty percent of people use a PC. What? Yep. That's a fact. Only 50%. Well, I, yeah, I guess. My mom and my, my stepdad, they don't. My mom bought a, she bought a, uh, a computer, a PC. I don't know, when she retired. And she was going to write a cookbook. And she has been retired now for 15 years. And my stepdad plays solitaire on the PC. That's <laughs> what it's used for. <laughs> well, you know, I was watching uh, on YouTube the other day, Mark Cuban, the owner of the Dallas Mavericks. I was watching... Uh, uh, special. And they were talking about um, how he made his money, and he started a company in 1998, and it was called Broadcast.com. And basically, he took where if you wanted to listen to Tennessee Vols basketball in California, you could use the internet to do so, mm-hmm. and that was kind of new at the time. And so they decided to take this company public, and they create this IPO for the deal, and and of course it, it, it closes day one at like $64 a share. 260% increase, which was the single greatest, you know, single day gain that, that a stock had ever had. And then Yahoo comes in and they say, you know what? We're really missing out here. <laughs> so they decide they want to buy it. They pay him $5.6 billion. Then yep. they take their eye off the ball because they're trying to figure out how to get sports to broadcast on Yahoo now. <laughs> and Google comes along and <laughs> takes the search engine game from them. So talk about a double whammy loser for, for Yahoo and our friends there. But, you know, a brilliant uh, for Mark Cuban because the technology really didn't even work back then. Right. Yes. You know, I mean, like, you were using dial-up. Right. Internet back then. Yeah. There's zero chance in Elkins, West Virginia, where I grew up, broadcast.com was bringing you any programming <laughs> in 1998. <laughs> that I can guarantee you. Uh, Chase, we do have this on the Victory Honda text line. A listener just texted in, with the advent of smartphones, there's not as much need for PCs as there once were. That's a fact. And Mm -hmm. and screen size has made a big difference in that. Yeah. You know, because we use our our phones, and and that's a great comment. We appreciate that. If you got comments, you can send them in. The number to do so is 731-410-7560. And I don't want to forget our uh, our title sponsor for the show, which is United Country McIver Land and Realty. And uh, that's Hal McIver. And they specialize in specialty properties. So if you have something for sale, uh, maybe you have some farmland or some property, and I can tell you from experience, if you need a realtor that really knows what they're talking about, it's good to get somebody that understands what you're trying to, s- to sell and how McIver and his team do that. The number to, to reach them is 731-298-6731. But, um, you know, it's interesting as uh, there's a lot of unique property in West Tennessee. Mm-hmm. There is. This is a beautiful part of the country. I just took a just a quick trip to Dallas over the weekend, a very quick trip to Dallas over the weekend. And... I don't get the fascination with Texas. It's just flat and long. It is. <laughs> it is both of those. Yes. I, uh, I enjoyed uh, when I was down closer to San Antonio where you could yeah. kind of see the, the plateaus. Mm-hmm. 
it reminds you a little more of desert. Okay, that All right. was that was okay, but yeah, uh, north and and certainly east Texas is right. And but you're right here in West Tennessee, we have these we have those hunting properties that that Hal McIver you know can can sell, or if you're looking for hunting property, he can find that for you too. You know we have we have creeks and and gullies and uh, and bluffs and things like that here in West Tennessee. It's well, when I when I moved here, um, you know, I bought kind of a cookie cutter house because I didn't know how long I'd be here. Mm-hmm. You know, you you just don't know. Sure. And, um, my next property, I'm going to be contacting him because I want something that's, you know, I want some land, some 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 woods, riding my four wheeler. Yeah, you know? you're, I mean, you're a country boy. I'm a country you, boy. You grew up in the country. That's right. You I don't want to live in a subdivision. Want to be able to get out and about. But the uh, a couple things I wanted to touch on today mm-hmm. uh, that I wanted to make sure that we that we covered and. You know, it's it's interesting as I've thought about throughout the week. I said, well, you're not really as well versed in politics as George B. You're not as smart as George B. is. So how are you going to really entertain George B.'s audience for three hours? And so my, my thoughts on that were this, is I have some unique perspective to West Tennessee since I'm not from here. Mm-hmm. And so there's a few things I thought I would share about that. One of them being is that when you moved to, to Jackson, Tennessee, and, and for those of you who don't know, I'm the general manager of Victory Honda in Jackson, and I moved here on December 1st, 2015 from Atlanta, Georgia. Now, it's a little different, okay, Atlanta, <laughs> <In> Atlanta. <laughs> Jackson, but it's similar. And growing up in Elkins, West Virginia, I spent 20 years there, and Elkins is a small town in the Appalachian Mountains located right at the base of Snowshoe Mountain Ski Resort. And growing up there, it's a smaller town than Jackson. Jackson would have been the big city for me as a kid. Uh, we had 6,000 people in our population. And our farm was actually outside of city limits. You had to take the trash about two miles to get picked up. Uh, and the mailbox was there, too, which I always got to do both of those, as you can imagine. Take the trash out and get the mail. That's a lot easier in the city. That's a half-day job, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's wild. But, uh, but moving to West Tennessee, there's a lot of things that I've, I've learned and that I've heard about the school systems and about the city government and about the private school systems and about all, all these different you know, areas of, that, of concern, if you will, or that, that people seem to talk about a lot and mention a lot. But you know, growing up in a small environment, living in a giant environment, and then moving to Jackson, uh, the first night that I was here, I actually relocated with my team and we, I was in uh, Ann Arbor, Michigan, Went to a, the Ohio State Michigan game. Our company's from Michigan, and um, he says, "Well, fly back to Atlanta and then get your stuff and move back up there." Easy enough. So I, uh, we get into Atlanta on a Sunday. I pack up all my stuff in the truck. The ride's about five hours, and we start up up to Jackson. And as we get off uh, there at Nashville, heading this way, of course it's dark out. It's pouring down the rain, and you know how there's not really any streetlights. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of dark. It's <laughs> right? dark. Yes. So my, uh, my number two guy, his name's Gianni, uh, he's from Miami. He calls me. And of course, he lived in Miami, then Atlanta, okay? This okay. is a lot different for yeah, him. Oh, no, I'm sure. For me, this is like, okay, we're just heading out Route 33 in West Virginia. There's nothing out there. Right. So uh, as we're cruising down the road, he calls me. He says, are you sure we're going the right way? You know? <laughs> I said, yeah, man. We're going the right way. He goes, man, I don't know what you've got us into. So we arrive at the Extended Stay uh, Hotel out here on 40. I, I think it's, I don't know, maybe Marriott or, but it's uh, Cortland Yards, I think is what it's called. But it's, they're, they're the ones that have like a refrigerator and a bed. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like more of like an apartment sure. style uh, deal, if you will. 
And so when we get there, I said, well, guys, you know, it's early. It's our first night in Jackson. Why don't we go out and check out the nightlife? <laughs> what, what night was this? This was on a Sunday night. On a Sunday night. Okay. okay. So I, uh, first things first, I said, we'll, we'll, you know, scramble us an Uber. Yeah. And um, let's go out. We don't want to drink and drive, right? We want to go out, maybe have a drink and, and get back. And so um, Brian, uh, my finance manager, he pulls out his phone and he says, uh, I don't think the Uber's working. <laughs> I said, what do, you, what do you mean it's not working? I said, Brian, can somebody get us an Uber for crying out loud? And I said, let's look at where there is to go. So I pull up the computer, type in Jackson, Tennessee, and it says, top 10 things to know before moving to Jackson, Tennessee. I thought, man, I've already moved now, but maybe this is a good time to read this. Maybe it's not. Maybe not. So as I... Uh, as I start perusing through it there, it says, uh, you know, the crime rates, like, I don't remember what the stat was, but we were like the third most dangerous right. city in the country or something. Yes, yes. And maybe that's changed. This was 2015. Who knows when the article was from? Hopefully from long, long time ago. But but yeah. regardless, um, I'm sitting here thinking, do I tell them this or do I just, <laughs> or do I let this slide? Or let right? them figure it out on their own, so right? I'm like, they said, well, what's that say? I said, ah, it looks like it must be a different Jackson. Um, <laughs> so then I discover that there's no Uber. Right. Yep. And I'm like, now there is. Now we can get Uber in Jackson. Just because you came. Just because like, they yeah. just brought Uber for for Chase. Filed enough complaints. We've got Uber <laughs> in. So you're welcome, Jackson. Uh, but you know, it's funny. The Uber doesn't come. Of course, there's. I find out that it's so dangerous. I might get killed on my way out. But I decide. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to risk it. I lived in Atlanta. How bad could it be? So we head out and about, and uh, we stop off at a, at a nice place uh, over on Carriage House, and I won't mention its name, but um, they had a pool table there and a jukebox, and everyone was very kind to us. We had a, uh, a couple a couple beers to drink and some food and played a game of pool, and it really wasn't that bad. You know, we, right. we, we head yeah. back to the hotel, and, yeah. and we survived uh, day one, and I'm still <laughs> alive now, so I can attest that it's not that bad. It's not as bad as it as it's was reported but uh so now let's fast forward because um we go to bed and i said well just in case for traffic let's we'll leave about two hours early <laughs> what to go to work to go to work right because in atlanta that's common you never know right and this is day one on the job i'm like i gotta be conservative and make sure i'm on time so we wake up and i found out there's no traffic <laughs> And so That's, that was before they started working on the bypass. That was before bypass yes. construction, but yes. we hit the highway. We're basically outside the dealership. Now here is the downfalls. The company's there firing the people that they, whose jobs I'm taking. Oh no. So I couldn't just like roll in there and say, so I said, well, why don't we explore for a little bit? You know, while, while we're doing that. So we ease down, um, down the bypass and we come to the first exchange on airways. We take a left. As I go left, I ease down through there, and I see these rebel flag, right, right. flying, and yep. it says, like, the rebel lounge or something. I'm thinking, I don't know if this is a good part of town. <laughs> the, the, you know, when you see bars on the windows of the houses, you start to say, right, we may be in a dangerous, sure. more dangerous uh, part of town. So as we ease down through there, I start to say, you know what, let's just go back to the dealership and set the parking lot. <laughs> and so we go back. We get back to the dealership. We sit there and wait for the smoke to clear. 
uh, for in the auto business, one of the things that's funny is is the seat's still warm when you <laughs> when you go in and take. They may do that in radio. They may fire oh, me, and the oh, yeah. seat will still be warm. If, uh, well, somebody's got to sit there. <laughs> that's true. And so uh, I'll never forget that when I was a finance manager, I took a job at uh, a Kia dealership in, on Cobb Parkway in Atlanta. They went in and they fired the guy. Literally, I was in the showroom. I didn't I, I didn't know he was in there. Well, there's customers waiting, and they'd handed me the deal, and I just said, is there an office I can use? They said, yeah, hang on one second. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they go in and and fire the guy, and so I I take the customers, and I walk back through there, and I'm like, okay. uh," So he storms out, of course. Well, as we're sitting down talking, the customers say, oh, they say, you have kids. I look behind me. Yeah. The pictures of his kids are still on the desk, you know. I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, uh, oh, we, you know, so I thought, you know what? And I've left that kid picture up for a long time because it helped me sell a lot of cars. <laughs> My kid got to eat, man. <laughs> oh, you're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel. Um, the other voice you hear, that's Brad McCoy, the Victory Honda text line. If you want to shoot us a text, to 731-410-7560. And uh, we got to take a break, Brad? Yeah, let's do that. We're going to take a break, and then when we come back, we'll open up the phone lines and take your calls. We'll be back right after this. Here's your West Tennessee weather forecast. Brought to you by TalkLegends.com. Here's staff meteorologist Eddie Holmes. Sunshine in 64 should make for a delightful Friday afternoon with temperatures going down to about 34 tonight under mainly clear skies. And the mostly sunny Saturday morning, we'll see increasing high clouds in the afternoon. Temperatures still not bad at all with a high of 66. Here, 93.1 online on TalkLegends.com and TheTalkOfJackson.com. Don't just dream it, drive it during the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event going on now at Victory Honda of Jackson. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and our deals are so good you may think you were dreaming. Like a brand new 2019 Honda CRV LX front-wheel drive lease for only $179 per month. Or lease a brand new 2019 Honda HRV LX front-wheel drive for just $125 per month. And when you upgrade your vehicle at Victory Honda, we'll give you 125% of the book value for your trip. For complete details, visit Shop Victory Jackson. Then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and Victory Jackson North on Van Drive in Jackson. And save big this spring. But you better hurry because these deals won't last. So don't miss the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event now at Victory Honda. With approved credit through HFS, not all buyers or vehicles will qualify. All leases for 36 months with $29.99 down. Plus tax title license, $4.99 dock and $9.95 destination fee. 125% of black wholesale value minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to a clean Carfax report. See dealer for complete details. Offer don't combine. Offer expires 331.19. Fantastic Sam's in Jackson is one of the world's largest full-service hair salon franchises. Fantastic Sam's offers haircuts, coloring, highlights, straightening, texturizing, updos, and facial waxing. Fantastic Sam's lively brand spirit offers attainable beauty that is trending now with easy access to salons at a fantastic price. Fantastic Sam's, 105F Stonebrook Place in Jackson. Call or come in, 664-7376. Fantastic Sam's, always be fantastic. Hub City Hemp, the home where nature's best can be found for pain relief, digestive issues, anxiety and depression, or a great night's sleep. Hub City Hemp offers nature's premier health products, the widest selection of treatments with five locations helping West Tennesseans find relief. And if your pet has allergies, anxiety, fear issues, including nose phobia and separation anxiety or inflammation, Hub City Hemp can also help your pets. With locations in Jackson, Lexington, Martin, and Cordova, call Hub City Hotline at 731-697-6607, 697-6607.
And we're back. This is George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel alongside Brad McCoy. And we're uh, getting you to the to home or wherever you're heading. Maybe you're on your way to a baseball game. Sports are going on right now, Brad. Yeah, and how about the Vols yesterday? Woo! That was <laughs> the cardiac kids, man. It was a nail-biter, <laughs> it to was. say the least. I was traveling and was actually listening to it. I couldn't find it on the radio, so my wife pulled it up on online, and I, I just stuck a little earbud in my ear, and I was listening to the, the television play-by-play. And, yeah, it was a, a big comeback you by know, uh, uh, Iowa. You know what's interesting about, uh, speaking of the play-by-play, is I went to the Super Bowl this year in Atlanta, and when I was there, they have a um, really neat deal. And this isn't everywhere, but um, I was lucky enough to have uh, box seats. Yeah. Well, in the box seats, they have a headphones. And they're Super Bowl headphones. Yeah. And you can listen to Westwood One's coverage of the Super Bowl. Gotcha. Uh, CBS Sports coverage or ESPN Deportes. Oh, wow. So you could put the earphone in. Yeah. And for me, I personally enjoy the radio broadcast coverage better than i do mm-hmm. television because they explain it a little right yeah 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 play by play in television they don't give you all the play by play because you're you're seeing it right that's what was bad about yesterday when i was listening to play by play i would react to the crowd you know <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly well we're filling in for george b he's on the road on assignment and uh, he will be with you Tomorrow, I think, is planned. Is yeah, he, from parts unknown. From parts unknown. Yeah. So you'll want to make sure you tune in. Uh, to. And basically, he's decided that um, with the event that's coming up on April 1st, where George B. is planning on broadcasting live from the caboose uh, for a fundraiser right here mm-hmm. uh, at, the, at the Old Country Store. And he's decided that uh, as dangerous as a stunt as, as this is, he felt like it would be good to maybe take a final vacation. Yeah, well, what about me? <laughs> I'm going to be up there with him. Well, you know, you're, and Steve Bowers. You're he's a supposed lot more be. limber than George Ooh, B. I don't know about that. <laughs> Steve Bowers is going up there too. Yeah, you oh. just heard about that. I just heard about. Oh, that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, what's the deal with him staying the night up there? Well, there was some talk that if someone would make a large enough donation, that he would spend the night. Now, I don't know. I think he was throwing out like a twenty-five hundred dollar number, something like that. Uh, now, I don't know that he's definitely committed to that, but he has tossed that around. So maybe tomorrow when he's on, we can kind of clarify that. I'm going to have to bring my checkbook for this event. <laughs> Some people said that his wife was probably going to write a check. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that, and that could be. It could uh, be, yeah. Well, you know, it's, I'll tell you, one of the things that's great, and as you come across the bypass and you look up, that, that caboose is in a perfect area. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you don't realize how visible it is till you look up there and really eyeball it up. I've been thinking about what banner I could put up there. <laughs> yeah, we need to put a, we need to put our banner up there. It's great visibility. I it mean, is. it really is great mm-hmm. visibility. And uh, yep. what happens is is that um, is there's a thing in our brains uh, called the RAS, and it determines what we notice in a day's time. And so a lot of us forget that it's up there because we've driven by it so many times yeah. that our brains don't recognize it. Once George B. does the broadcast from there, for the next few weeks, we'll always recognize it because our brains, are, that's how smart they are. They identify quickly. They'll say, okay, we recognize something about that caboose, and, and now mm-hmm. it, will, it will go back there. And the RAS is an interesting part of us, and it's, uh, if you've ever driven to work or you went somewhere that you do normal and uh, everyday routine – and you're like, you know, I don't remember if the lights were green. Hmm. 
or did I stop? That's the Raz that takes over. And the cool thing is you followed all the all the rules and you stopped, but that's how much on autopilot we really are. Sure. Isn't that like when you buy a certain vehicle that all Same of a sudden thing. you start seeing? You'll see them everywhere. People who become friends with me, they say, Chase, I see those Victory Honda license plates everywhere. <laughs> and it's the same thing because they become friends with me. They, right. they know I'm a Victory Honda. They see the tags. And, and right. uh, you know, I, a friend of mine, he's in Florida, runs a Nissan dealership in St. Augustine. And the other day he sent me a picture. He was trading a car, Victory Honda, Jackson tag on. Oh, really? Yeah. And that he, was cool. He says, Chase, you're selling them all over the place, you know. <laughs> and, and we do. But, um, you know, it's just it's amazing to me in, in the automotive world how big yet small it is. And, and something that I would like to mention is uh, a congratulations to Victory Automotive Group, which owns our group. Today, the uh, Automotive News announced this year's uh, dealer rankings, and we held strong at 15th place with 73,000 vehicles sold last year. Uh, so congratulations to Victory Automotive Group. Yes, thank you. Man, I tell you, it's nice having Brad here. <laughs> Studio audience loves Studio that, audience man. audience is, is excited. But uh, 73,000 cars, and one of the things that I think is uh, most amazing about that is, is, is we've, the owner of our group has built that with no outside funding, no private equity funding, um, and he's done it all since 1997. Wow. It started right here in Tennessee. So uh, it's an incredible feat. The people who are above us on that list are AutoNation with 443 dealerships. Hmm. Um, I mean, some mega, mega, mega groups right. that are public companies that, so for uh, for us to be able to hold that spot, and you know what he was most proud of today, he announced is uh, this is a car salesman from from Ann Arbor, Michigan. He says, "Well, we beat every Ann Arbor dealer on the list, and there's some big ones." Uh, oh wow! Uh, the Sarah Group, which okay. there's a Sarah dealership here in Jackson. Right. Um, I, I believe that there that's by a, a different part of the family. Mm-hmm. Al Sarah is the one uh, that owns the group out of out of Michigan, but uh, we beat them. We beat, uh, there's two other mega groups from right there and they edged out both of them. And so they were, you could tell that was all, all oh, he loved that. Yeah, yeah, man, you, you outdo your hometown. You're yeah, you're doing well. So, uh, since it's Monday, I thought that, uh, we would talk about some breaking news over the weekend. What did you think, Brad, about the, uh, about the, the results of the, the, the Mueller investigation? I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, totally what I expected. I mean, I, I really did. I mean, they spent, you know, two years and millions of dollars and time and effort, and they, they did make some indictments, but there was no evidence of collusion between Trump and Russia, according to Mueller. That's what he said. Here's what's amazing to me is, is that I had a lot of friends react to this on social media, and a lot of them what I would call rather liberal friends. And I'm like... Isn't Trump not colluding with Russia good for America? Yeah. Like, is, is did we want a different result than that? I mean... Yes, they did. Isn't that... I mean, it's just crazy yeah. to me that that's the world we live in. But uh, some interesting stats I wanted to share that I found out is since May of 2017, 533,074 web articles have been published about Russia and Trump and Mueller. Wow. Those generated 245 million interactions, likes, comments, and shares on Twitter and Facebook. That's pretty incredible when you think about it. Mm -hmm. Then this is an interesting article. It says, the amount of time and energy that the media elite, cable news, big newspapers, etc. has spent talking and writing about the notion that the Trump campaign colluded with Russia is incalculable. 
But here's one one calculable slice from January 20th of 2017, Inauguration Day, through March 21st of 2019, the night before Special Counsel Robert Mueller sent his report to the Attorney General. The ABC, CBS, NBC Evening Newscast produced a combined 2,284 minutes of collusion coverage. (laughs) Covering something that never happened. (laughs) Most of it, 1,909 minutes following Mueller's appointment on May 17th of 2017. That's an average of roughly three minutes a night, every night for an astonishing 791 days. Wow. And think about that. Three minutes a night, the normal newscast will last about 22 minutes because of commercials. Exactly. So three minutes out of the 22 minutes every night was devoted to this. That's exactly right. It goes on to say a level of coverage normally associated only with a major war, (laughs) presidential election. In fact, uh, TV reporters devoted more airtime to the Rust investigation than any of the ISIS, the economy, veterans affairs, opioid epidemic, uh, just to name a few. Since his presidency began, nearly one-fifth, 18.8% of all Trump's evening news coverage has been about this one investigation. Wow. Yeah, so so they were skipping over the real stuff and focusing on the fake stuff, basically. It's uh, you know, just more fake news. Yeah. Well, this is real news, and but people are are still going to say the left is, you know, they're screaming right now, you know, oh, this can't be true, you know, and what about this and what about that? But you know, they they put they they put their trust in, into this report, and it didn't give them what they wanted, and so just because they got didn't get the news they wanted, then they. It, you know, they've, they've just exploded. Do you think the studio audience could give uh, Trump a, an applause for the, uh, you know, for the results as they've come out? We've, we found out that there was no collusion, and I think that that's, uh, there we go. All right. Man, what a great audience. Maybe you're hungry. You come down by the uh, Casey Jones Village, have some dinner over here with us. If you got comments or concerns you want to weigh in, you can. The Victory Honda text line is 731-410-7560. Or if you want to give us a call, you can. The number to call is 678-931-WTJS, which is 9857. Mm-hmm. Now, um, something else that I wanted to uh, to mention, Brad, that I thought we would do for our Take 10 caller poll today. All right. Because I have to keep, you know, this is George B. in the afternoon. We're just, yep. he was just kind enough to let me set in here. So mm-hmm. we got to make sure we do the poll question. But there was uh, some trending news. If Can you pull up the Jackson Sun on there? Uh, yes, I can. Now, it, it, George calls the Jackson Sun yesterday news, yesterday's, yesterday's news today, yep. right? Mm-hmm. And so there was an interesting article trending about an 84-year-old Brownsville woman oh, okay. um, that defends herself at gunpoint. Now, I'm pro-Second Amendment, and I think most people would call me conservative, although George mm-hmm. B. Has, has decided that I'm libertarian. Well, he, he's decided I'm libertarian as well. That's <laughs> you, you just get brought into the fold when you're around George B. That's how it yeah. works. Oh, <laughs> we have no more access. We've used up our articles on this one. Oh, okay. I can pull it up on my phone, though. Well, what the article mentions um, an 84-year-old Brownsville woman. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess uh, a person broke into her daughter's house next door, uh, drank all the liquor, ate the food, ransacked the house, then came into her house, and I'm just going off of memory, but I think it said that uh, she basically stopped him in the hallway with a gun and said, what are you doing in here? And Good he fired her. off a gun at her. She fired back at him, <laughs> and he dove out the window, mm-hmm. uh, got cut up you know, by the glass, and then uh, right. was arrested about three hours later. But, yeah, I thought today's uh, 
take 10 caller poll question, we could we could have around the Second Amendment because hmm, there's okay. a lot of talk about how people will say, well, people with mental illness shouldn't be able to have a firearm. This lady's 84. Do you think she could pass an exam on a firearm or, or, or determine that uh, she's safe to operate? I, I don't know. Maybe she could. Maybe she couldn't. Mm -hmm. But it, I feel like it poses the argument that with any restriction, um, you know, is it good? Is it bad? So uh, I was thinking that today we could make the take 10 collar poll question. Um, and these have to be yes or no. So how would we phrase this, Brad? You got to help me out. It would be, um, are you in agreement with, uh, what would the term be for, uh, not censorship, but uh, uh, what's that Reform? called? Maybe with the firearm reform, but as it pertains to um, mental health. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. You know All what right. I'm saying? Yeah. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Hopefully the yeah. listeners yeah. follow me. I got you. Yeah, we can, well, we can word that. Yeah, well, we'll yeah. We, got, we got a little time to... Uh, see, in my show, I'd be out of time already. <laughs> but, but luckily, we got another few hours to go. We do have this from the Victory Honda text line, Chase. Uh, the listener texted in and said, I can't help but think... The Republican Party did almost the same thing with Kenneth Starr and the Clinton White House. As pretty good point there, you know when, you know when Kenneth Starr had the the report about the Clinton deal and everything, the right side didn't kind of didn't agree with that either. So well, the deal is is that with news coverage, there's no repercussion for the for a fake story. You are correct about that. I mean, you can write whatever you want to write. You can say what you want. Whatever and, and, you want to say, whether it's true now, or not. And now it's not about who's right or who's wrong. It's just about advancing agendas. And so what happens is, and that goes both ways, like uh, as, as a great text, and uh, we appreciate you texting in and, and, and joining along with us. But um, it, it's, it's just interesting to me how it's such a time where what is the next phase for media? And we're going to talk about that more today. We're going to take a short break. Uh, before we do, I do want to mention one of our sponsors, uh, Jackson Off-Road Plus. And Jackson Off-Road Plus is uh, Southern, formerly Southern Trucks and 4x4. They do 4x4 complete automotive service for diesel, gas, commercial, and fleet vehicles of West Tennessee. And I know those guys over there do a great job. They work on a lot of the full-size uh, trucks and lift kits. If you got accessories or things that you need on your, uh, on your vehicles, they're great guys. They'll take care of you. Uh, just... Uh, you can reach them over there. Their phone number is 731-668-8084. We're going to take a short break. This is the Talk of Jackson at 93.1. 660-5152. Real estate is on fire. And United Country MacGyver Land and Realty has been busier than a beaver in a baseball bat factory. If you own a luxury home, farm, or country home with acreage, now is the time to call MacGyver. If you want to sell your specialty property fast at top dollar, MacGyver can do it. Caring for your family and moving it forward. Each office independently owned and operated. Call MacGyver at 298-6731. Finding a dependable and sharp pre-owned vehicle has never been easier than it is at Gene Langley Ford. Our pre-owned vehicles are among the finest on any lot in West Tennessee. And you'll always find a not-so-pushy Gene Langley Ford associate to assist you when you need it. You need more proof you're at the right place to buy your next vehicle? Just take a look at our prices. Why, they're downright tiny. You really should try Gene Langley Ford before you buy. Gene Langley Ford and Humboldt. 
the dealership service bill. Hey, this is Chuck Walker with Southeastern Termite Pest Control. Living in West Tennessee, we all have a need for termite pest control and the other services we provide. There's a lot of people out there who will tell you a lot of things. They will tell you that you need to spend thousands underneath your home for moisture and fungus protection. They will tell you that they are the only ones that have access to certain products. And frankly, that's just not true. Salespeople will say lots of things, but something they won't do is still be working in the industry when you have an issue. If you'd like to do business with a company who won't charge you thousands when it's not necessary, give us a call. If you would like to do business with a company who sees you as a value client, not a valuable commission check, give us a call. People may say lots of things, but there's just one company out there who you can still get in touch with 24 hours a day. Give us the opportunity to earn your business. For all of your termite pest control needs, moisture and fungus issues, bed bug, flea, tick, ants, spiders, wasp, or just about anything else. Call us 24 hours a day at 660-1052. That's Southeastern, 660-1052. It really is my world when I heard that she had a tumor. Everything just became dark. When I came to St. Jude, I started to get back some light in my life. On top of first-class best care, you will never receive a bill so that you can focus on this child. The only thing we had to worry about was just keeping Azalea comfortable. St. Jude saved her life, and it saved us as a family. Finding cures, saving children. Learn more at stjude.org. And we're back on Monday's edition of George B. in the Afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, and you're listening to uh, George B. in the Afternoon from 3 to 6 every day right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Uh, we looks like we got a call, Brad. Mm, uh, they, they dropped out. They dropped out. Yep, right. sure did. Well, if you want to call back mm-hmm. in, you can. The number to call is 678-931-9857. That's 678-93.1. And then WTJS is mm-hmm. the numbers. Maybe you're shy or you're bashful. You want to text us. You can do that. That number is 731-410-7560. It looks like we have a traffic update from the downtown Ricky Brown Traffic Spotters Network. It says street closure behind the CJC off South Highland. Um, It's closed due to utility construction from South Liberty up to Shannon Streets, the backside of the CJC. Where's that at, Brad? That's the uh, Criminal Justice Center. That is going to be right there across from like the post office there uh, i believe see it's great news i don't know where that's at means i've never had to go there <laughs> you've never been to the, the the criminal justice center right knock on wood good haven't for been, you haven't, good for you haven't been over there i i went there once to pay a photo ticket before i was informed that you don't have to pay the photo tickets <laughs> that's true you don't <laughs> but yeah. i did pay one i've got another one that i got a few years ago that i i never paid you know, I had a, an instance, and this happened once, and maybe some of you can relate to, to, to this, and maybe some of you can't, but uh, I was actually in a serious relationship for a while, and during that time, I, I happened to meet another lady that I worked with who, you know, her and I kind of hit it off, and we decided we had feelings for each other, and, and as you would have it, we uh, one day on my lunch break, I went and picked her up. We had lunch together. Well, you know, those cameras, they take a front photo and a back photo of the car, and they mail it to your house. Right. Yes. Now, one of the things I'm really bad at is checking the mail. But my but my <laughs> girlfriend at the time, she always would make sure that the mail was checked and right. anything important. She'd say, hey, I put those bills on the counter. And 
Well, <laughs> she got this in the mail, and it was a picture of me with this other girl oh, she- <laughs> <laughs> for running through a red light. <laughs> So, as you can imagine, my mother would always say, the truth always comes out in the end. Yes, it does. She had a lot of sayings uh, for lying, and <laughs> I guess she had them because I was pretty tricky as a, <laughs> as a kid. But, uh, you know, I will say that uh, that's something to keep in mind. Make sure you stop at red lights if you are doing something. Because <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you from experience, it can come back to haunt you. I asked, uh, I asked Jeff Boyd one day when he was on with Schofield and I, I said, you know, as, as like someone ever been in an accident and called you and said, you know, hey, we need to keep this kind of on the down low because I was really somewhere I wasn't supposed to be. And he says, oh, yeah, we've had those before. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's interesting. Uh, and, and understanding one of the things I love about libertarians is their understanding of the of the Constitution and a lot of times of their rights, which I feel is important. And I watch a lot of Second Amendment uh, libertarians will do protest uh, where they'll carry cameras and walk around with AR-15s mm-hmm. and wait for the police to stop them. And then they'll ask for their ID and they'll go through, well, I'm not giving you my, you know, they, they want you to know your rights is why they're doing it. Right. Yes. Uh, which I think is, is cool. But um, in, in saying that, it's um, it's interesting when you when you know your rights, sometimes the things we comply with, uh, we we probably shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yes. There's a lot of things that we don't have to comply with that we just automatically do. Yeah. You know, I, I, I've seen, I saw a video, that was a couple of years ago, of a, uh, a roadblock that was set up. You know, the cops had set up a roadblock, and this gentleman was recording when he came through. A officer asking for his license. He said, no, I'm not giving them to you. I've done nothing wrong. You have no right to ask me for my driver's license whatsoever. Well, then the cop kind of got a little irritated with him. You know, they, they had some words, made him go over there and pull over. Uh, but, and, I, and I'll be honest, I, I'm not ver- well-versed on what my rights are when something like that happens. I think we're just, we're, we're afraid to enforce our rights, I guess, to someone like that that's an authority. Well, and, and you know, it's, um, you know, as a kid, my dad worked at a prison and was in the military. So, you know, I remember growing up that he would be in his prison outfit. Mm-hmm. We would get pulled over, you know, occasionally he would. And, you know, usually, I mean, he's not a cop, but like a professional courtesy, they would kind of, you know, hey, slow it down. Right, yes. Or whatever. They weren't really trying to give him a hard time about. And sure. I think that's a common just, right. Uh, you know, they, they, they feel for each other. They understand what, yes. you know, what, they're, what they have to deal with. And, right. And so, um, but, you know, speaking of the, the, the correctional facility place we were talking about earlier, um, I remember as a kid when you had to go to work with your father day. Oh, yeah. I went to, pr- to the prison. You went to prison. And uh, <laughs> it's very humbling when you walk in and you hear those doors shutting behind you and you realize, like... <laughs> like somebody's got to unlock that to let you out. Yeah, like we're, we can't just stroll out of here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it was nice. My dad put me in the cell with a couple nice inmates, left me there. for. Well, they watched me. They did a good job. <laughs> and, you know, no complaints. Uh, I turned out fine. Look at me. So... <laughs> You just, uh, oh boy. you know, you never know the things you can learn growing up in West Virginia. And then people always wonder, they say, man, you seem like you're really grown up for your age when I was a kid. I don't know why, you know, <laughs> hanging out at the Huttonsville Correctional Center. Uh, Chase, we do have a few texts uh, rolling in here. Uh, this listener says, I think since both parties worry about winning over governing, there needs to be a provision if a special counsel is hired 
then they fall then they fail to find any wrongdoing the cost should be paid by the collective salaries of all congressional members that voted to hire the special counselor I don't know. That's that, that's probably whoever texts that in. We hope you're running for office. And, yeah, uh, I kind of like I'm that. I'm in total agreement with you. Uh, this one says, "Well, this what is the call-in number? The call-in number is six seven eight nine three one nine eight five seven. That's six seven eight nine three one nine eight five seven. And this text says that the student that got trashed by the social elites and CNN and Washington Post." gets $500 million in court for defamation, it will change what is said by the news outlets and people. Uh, I guess they're, they're talking about the uh, the young man that was con- yeah. had the, the confrontation. You know, that's a fact. A friend of mine won a defamation case. Um, and, and Brad, you may be able to look it up because uh, I don't remember what the exact dollar amount was, mm-hmm. but it was, uh, it was um, Ocean Shores Toyota uh, was the name and put defamation settlement amount. But... Um, the, the, his competing dealer was running ads calling it Taliban Toyota. Oh, yeah. I think I heard about that. And so, um, I did. you know, and, and the, the owner's name was Sean Esfahani. And at the mm-hmm. time, I want to say it was 30 or $40 million that he won. Right. And um, I don't know if it, I guess it probably shows somewhere in there, but it was a, it was a record-breaking defamation case at the time. And, you know, I think that... Um, that there was also, um, do you remember the uh, the Gawker case where Hulk Hogan had the uh, the sex tape and then went and, and yes, yes. I mean, they that cost them one hundred twenty million dollars. It did, it did. It was one hundred twenty million dollars. Let's see, this is the settlement. Here we go, settlement agreement. Uh, this is the whole. whole when I ball see of these wax. things, I would just like to be the attorney, getting my cut of that. <laughs> I'm saying. Uh, da, 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 da. It'll take me a second here. Let me roll down and I'll I'll find it. Well, if you uh, you know, one of the things I wanted to mention to all the listeners because some of you are, are big George B fans, mm-hmm. and uh, George told me uh, he doesn't remember this, but originally when we first met, talked about radio, he said uh, Chase. He said formerly I would always invite a certain person to to go in and do on the air when I was out of town. He said and the reason I picked them is because I knew my listeners would be glad when I got back. So then he calls me a few months later and says, hey, would you mind going on the air while I'm out of town? What is he trying to say here? I think he forgot that he told me that. 21.9, is that what you said? Okay, I thought it was close to 30 million, so 21.9 million. 21.9, yeah. In a defamation case. So, you know, what's interesting about defamation is a lot of insurance policies, um, a lot of the insurance policies don't cover them. Mm -hmm. And so uh, it's it's always interesting to me to... uh, you know how how that unfolds and how it works. Um, if you got comments, uh, we appreciate the texts that have rolled in. The number to text is seven three one four one zero seven five six zero. Or if you want to give us a call, you can. The number to call six seven eight nine three one nine eight five seven. This just I'm sorry, Chase. This texture wants to know what's the biggest dealership in the United States and where is it located? It's Longo Toyota, and it's located in Longo, uh, California. And Longo Toyota, it's a one-mile, um, they created their own exit for it. It's in Southern California, and it's, uh, it's really an incredible feat. As, as you're coming down the interstate, I mean, it, they literally built their own exit, and that exit is over one mile, uh, one mile long, and that entire span is dealership. And it's really, really an incredible, you know, I mean, it's, it's just an amazing 
I believe they're in their heyday. I know they've sold well over a thousand cars a month. Oh wow! And you know, just to 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 give people an idea, a Saturday in a place like that is selling seventy five to a hundred cars in a day. Wow, that's a day in a day. So I mean, just when you think about a hundred vehicles, cleaning them, detailing them, gassing them, showing them, demonstrating them, a hundred trade ins, hundred payoffs. I mean, it's a, it's a lot. <laughs> That's a long day, isn't it's it? It's <laughs> a long day, um, you know. And it, those those operations are incredible. I was lucky to work at a, at a store that sold um, not as many as long ago, but uh, close. And uh, Rick Case Honda, where I worked formerly, we actually held the Guinness World Record for most new cars sold in one month, which was fourteen hundred and some at the time. And, wow! And that's just new. That was just that would that wasn't used cars. So to combined at that month it was wow. almost two thousand vehicles. Unbelievable. But um, you know there, and this is incredible. If you're ever down in, in Fort Lauderdale, I highly recommend you check it out. It's on Rick Case Way. They have their own uh, giant collision center. They have a gas station, uh, their own gas station. You get discounted gas for life if you buy a car there. Right. Uh, free car washes for life. The car wash line is literally out to the expressway. Um, from you know, for people wanting discounted gas, there's a wedding chapel. If you want to get married at the dealership, you can. A uh, barber shop, you can get your hair cut, get your nails done while your car's getting serviced. While, while your car's getting serviced, or while you're buying a car, um, they do massages. There's a massage place there. You can get a massage. But you know, for me, it thought it was nice. I could sell cars, get a haircut, grab something to eat out of the cafe. <laughs> they had a gym, a nice gym in there you could work out at. But uh, you know, those are some of the things in, in the car world and dealerships like that. I mean, they're there pretty much, you know, probably 18 hours a day. So, mm-hmm. I mean, being comfortable is just kind of part of, you know. Sure. You want your people to be in, in as comfortable as they can be. And, of course, uh, clients as well. You'll have uh, customers that you spend hours and hours and hours with. But uh, we appreciate that that text. Uh, thanks for mm-hmm. being gracious enough to text me something I know about. Um, it's always helpful. <laughs> Well, this is downtown Ricky Brown, uh, Traffic Spotters Network. He says there's a lot of congestion around the Criminal Justice Center right now, uh, so you might want to avoid South Liberty. The easy way in and out will be South Shannon Street. So uh, if you want to avoid that uh, down in the downtown area, that'd be a good way to go with South Shannon Street. You know how I do it? I just avoid downtown. Well, there you go. That would do it. What, you don't like the roundabout? You know, have you I been actually, through the roundabout? I, I was there for the remote, and, well, and, yeah. and I enjoyed it. But I, did you have you gone through the roundabout? I haven't made a complete circle. I've only, <laughs> I've only done the half, half the half moon. I haven't done a full-on... Uh, you know, there's cool roundabouts in Hilton Head, South Carolina. They're a lot bigger than this one, and yeah. those you can kind of get lost in. You don't know how many times you've went around. Yeah, the, the first one I ever went around was in Halifax, Nova Scotia. And it was huge. I mean, it was like, I don't know, three lanes, it seemed like. And, I mean, I, I stayed on that thing for 15 minutes. I mean, it, not really, but it seemed like it was that long before I kind of figured out how to get off of it. I mean, it took me a minute. It really did. You know, one of the things that I don't think that they spend enough time doing is traffic light time management. Um, I think in today's world with technology, there should be a lot smarter traffic lights out there. Yeah, to manage traffic flow. I mean, I'm sure there's some company somewhere. See, here's the problem with items like this. And there's a lot of these things with government. We just assume someone smarter than us is handling it. (laughs) 
Those lights may be yes. the same. They may be doing the same thing for the last 30 years, but we're all like, nah, somebody's got to figure yeah, it out. Yeah, they got this. Man, they yeah. got this. Meanwhile, that's the same light's been setting up there since, you know, Colonel Sanders was a private. Well, you know, when they first when they first started doing the bypass out here and put those traffic lights in, they did not have them synced up right. And, oh, my goodness, it was for about a week. It was it's bad now, but it was really bad then. I don't know if you remember that. It was probably backed up to, to Victory Honda. Uh, no, oh yeah, some of those yeah on an average day mm-hmm. it certainly was yep you know it's uh it, we, we got a phone call we do have a phone call all right huh? let's go to the phone lines caller welcome in you're on george b in the afternoon hey uh chase yeah what's going on man uncle sid hey man what's up uncle sid uh, man I, I can only stomach it for about another few minutes I'm in my truck on the way up there listening to a guy with a quarter-mile stretch of four lanes in his entire distance of a town talking about roundabouts and red light management. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know, it's... uh... I mean, mean, the the guy telling me about red light management heard his first traffic report at 23 years old in Atlanta when I let him listen to it. (laughs) That's true. I thought those were only in the movies. You know what? You know what the best traffic light management is in the world. What's that? A roundabout. <laughs> they found out roundabouts are better than any traffic light that's ever been built. My question though is, who's the they? And like, are they really that good at it, or did they just say, "Hey, we'll make it complicated"? Mister, 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 they. You, you know they're they're in every town, everywhere you go. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. They. <laughs> so, Uncle said, tell them what tra- well, tell them what traffic is like. Uh, tell them what traffic is like growing up in Atlanta because you're born and raised in Atlanta. I only lived there for a short time, yeah, but tell them how the traffic well, changed was, over the was, years so they know what's in store for Jackson. Well, it was it was a damn it was a cow town when I when I lived there. So, I mean, Buckhead to uh, hang on a second, let me turn down my uh, just to go from Buckhead to uh, to like. Uh, 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 Jimmy Carter took two hours before they put up all the access roads, and then they kind of fixed it. But by the time they fixed it, it's already you know growing quicker. You know, this is when there was eight hundred thousand people in Atlanta. I think there's four to five million now. So, so how yeah, far is Buckhead? Buckhead to Jimmy Carter, Bob. How how far is yeah. Buckhead to Jimmy Carter? Is that about what eight miles? It's twelve. It's probably twelve to fifteen miles. And it takes but about two hours. Realize the average average commute in Atlanta is forty five miles one wow. way. I always I mean, even when I just moved from Buford to Flowery Branch, that added twenty one miles to my to my trip. Yeah, it's insane, and you know that whole area. Even is, though that, uh, that even that seems like that seems like the same neighborhood, right? So Atlanta's really spread out. Like, I mean, perfect example. I say I lived in Atlanta. I actually lived in Flowery Branch. That's nowhere near Atlanta. Around here, you'd say, no, I live in Jackson. I don't live in Nashville. You know, we pretty much lived in Jackson to Nashville, you know, to Atlanta, where we were at, and we still considered it Atlanta. Wow. So. That, that's true. Yeah, everywhere is Atlanta. If you're in Georgia, it's Atlanta. That's right. That's right. <laughs> that's so what exactly else is right. on your mind, Uncle but Sid? We had more than the four lane. We had the connector that went right through downtown Atlanta, which was the 16 lane. For those of you who don't know, where, where my hometown is, we had the Beverly four lane. They added a turning lane, which made it the Beverly five lane. And that's like what it's referred to as. So Uncle Sid thinks it's funny that we would say it's the like, well, well, out on the four lane. Other than a two lane road and a dirt road, that's all, that's all that he even knew existed. Um, like if somebody said they were on the four lane, you knew exactly what quarter mile stretch they were on. 
Wow. You know. Hmm. And the only reason why they'd be on the four lane is they're going out to Beverly to go to the go to the butcher. You know. That's true. Get you a two dollar chicken out there. <laughs> you know? That's true. What else is on your mind, Uncle Sam? Man, uh, talking about West Virginia, you know, you know what? I don't understand why West Virginia got voted uh, or, or elected to, to, to be the only ones around that could actually serve this, and no other Hardys or Carl's Jr. anywhere in the country has got it together to serve the uh, spicy chicken biscuit. I miss them. The Carl's Jr. and Hardys. I'm have to go back to the Dub B just to get it. Do Do you have a Hardys here, Brad? Uh, I don't think there's one. Yeah, there's one in Humboldt. Parties, but they don't. They don't do a. They don't do a spicy chicken biscuit. I don't think there's. They sure don't do a spicy egg and cheese chicken biscuit for ninety nine cents. I don't think it there's be, one in Jackson. Five bucks if they, if they had it. You know. If there's one thing that Uncle Sid's passionate about, it's his chicken biscuits in the morning. Any biscuit, biscuit and gravy, biscuit, and, <laughs> uh, sausage and biscuit, any any biscuit, any pork. I know everything, every way to cook it and eat it. That's yeah. how you know you're a Southern boy, Uncle Sid. That's right. Grew up, grew up on soul food and, and ate pot liquor soup. How many people had pot liquor soup before? Well, I I, I haven't had, had it. Had but pot liquor soup? Have you had pot liquor? Soup? I have not. And there is a Hardee's on South 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 Highland. South, South Highland, but no yeah. chicken biscuits. I don't know. You're not you're not gonna get pot liquor soup at a Hardee's, but you get pot liquor soup at somewhere like Mary Max in Atlanta. If, if you tell me it's the first time, they'll give you a complimentary bowl of uh, collard green broth with some crackling. Mm. That's, that's potluck. That's, uh, they probably have that here, don't they? You probably well, if it's yeah. if it's the broth from the greens, yeah, they got greens, man. Get the broth out of it. Throw some cracklings in there. And is, is there anywhere there around here you get oxtail? Oxtail. I don't know. I don't think so. It doesn't sound too good. I You're think they have that on the menu over at IHOP. <laughs> no, it's not. In, it's not at IHOP. You gotta you gotta find somebody who's been around. Where, is anywhere they put uh, ham bones in the beans around here? Yeah, they do that at the here at the old country store, I think, don't they? Ham bone and the beans. Oh yeah, the old country store does it. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. yeah, yeah. It wouldn't be beans we, without we ham bone. Yeah. Check the uh, the longitude latitude of the Mason Dixon. Make sure we're still south of that around here. You know, one of the I mean, I had the collard greens, but uh, Mary Max is the place, uh, Uncle Sin. This is some some rich history where um, soldiers went there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When you got out of Metz, when you came back from World War One, you got a meal ticket to Mary Max right on Ponce de Leon, right across the street. They have the best that? fried chicken in the world. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Authentic Southern food. Well, well uh, I, I, I'm coming up there just so you don't start talking about any more traffic advice with your experience. And uh, maybe we'll sell a Honda or something. <laughs> All right, cool. Thanks for calling, Uncle Sid. All right, buddy. See you, man. And that's how it's done. If you want to call, you can. The number to call, 678-931-9857. The Victory Honda text line, 731-410-7560. We're going to take a short break. Uh, Before we do, I want to mention uh, one of our sponsors, Quality Outdoor Products. Um, You know, they have uh, really an interesting uh, roofing supplies. Uh, They bring details of your building project. Uh, they'll pull and package your order and load the, the, the roofing components and trims all for you to take with you that day. They have carports starting at $6.95 a kit. Pole barns now available. Build on-site storage buildings. Uh, you know, quality outdoor products. They have a 40-year warranty on their metal panels. Is that amazing? That is amazing. 40 years. Just think. I, I would never need another one. That's true. I mean, seriously. You I- know, George B., he keeps saying that uh, that he wants one, but he feels like... It's, yeah. it's overkill because he won't be living that long. Well, see, I would be 95 before I would need to replace it. What? 
<laughs> hey, that might be good. That'd be the last one you need. That's man. right. That's right. But if you want to get in touch with them, you can. Uh, they're located in three-way on the 45 bypass. You can call 888-485-5327. That's Quality Outdoor Products. You're listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. I'm John Schofield. Here's a look at headlines brought to you by Deaton's Carpet One. As we've been telling you, March is National Women's Month. Governor Bill Lee announced that Tennessee will participate in the Girls Go Cyber Start competition in partnership with the Sands Institute. This initiative will empower female high school students to explore opportunities in studying cybersecurity. Girls Go Cyber Start is an innovative and interactive competition that guides participants through a variety of challenges and puzzles, which test decision-making skills and introduces concepts such as open source intelligence, cryptography, and web application, and more to spark an interest in computer science and cybersecurity. Tennessee's 2019 spring turkey season opens in all 95 counties this Saturday and continues through Sunday, May 13th. Spring turkey harvest numbers have been consistent for years here in Tennessee. And this year is looking to be even better than last year with more favorable conditions than last spring when harvest numbers slipped below 30,000 for the first time in 16 seasons. Bag limit is one bearded turkey per day. Hello folks, this is Gary Deaton. Let me ask you, are you bothered by mold or mildew, or maybe dust mites or allergies? Well then if you are, you need to make the healthy living choice at Deaton's Carpet One. We have the prescription for a healthy home. These headlines brought to you by Deaton's Carpet One. March came in as a lion, but the daffodils are in bloom and the groundhog did not see his shadow. So spring is just around the corner. What you need is a place where you can find that vehicle to fit your needs in an atmosphere that is stress-free and pleasant. Come see Greg, Jackie, Randy, or Mitchell and find out about the little city feel. Kenton Chevrolet in Kenton, Tennessee, where doing business is just a little easier. 201 South Poplar Street in downtown Kenton or online at kentonchevy.net. No matter what size, every business is unique and driven to improve results. What's right for one might not be right for you. It all depends on your business and your goals. Trying to grow revenue, focused on cutting costs, or simply need a better way to get work done? XMC, your Xerox authorized sales agent, can help. We offer exceptional Xerox products and are proud to provide cost-effective office equipment and electronic document management. Visit XMCINC.com and allow XMC to help boost productivity, enhance collaboration, and reduce costs at your office. 93.1 WTJS Alamo The Talk of Jackson Welcome in to George B. in the Afternoons, Monday edition. My name's Chase Channel alongside Brad McCoy. We're uh, hanging out with you till 6 o'clock today. George B. will be back in office, well, uh, remotely uh, from parts unknown. You'll have to tune in to see where George B.'s at. But I have good word that um, he's preparing currently for uh, if he were to fall from the caboose. Mm. He's preparing uh, to, to jump at that height wherever he's currently at. Yeah, he sent a picture, but I didn't recognize where it was. Did did you? I didn't recognize it either, There's but some, um, some for water. those of you who don't know, on April 1st, George B. is going to be broadcasting from the caboose right here out in front of the Casey Jones Village, 
as a fundraiser. What is the name of the um, Birth Choice? Birth Choice. Uh, we're raising money for them to buy a mobile ultrasound unit uh, that will go. There's three counties here in West Tennessee, and I, I, I don't want to speak out of turn and say what they are because I, I don't remember. Uh, but these are, out of the 95 counties in Tennessee, these are three, four, and five with the uh, amount of abortions that are, are performed uh, each year. And from my understanding um, with this, with this uh, mobile van, that the percentage of abortions once the mothers see the ultrasound, the ultrasound is a lot lower. Yeah. Uh, Brent Lambert, the founder and CEO of Birth Choice, was in with us the other day, and he was giving us those stats that if a, if a young lady comes into Birth Choice and she has got abortion on her mind, once she sees the ultrasound, 80% of those young ladies change their mind and have the baby. What's amazing, he says, with the mobile ultrasound unit, that increases to 90%. So 9 out of 10, once they see that ultrasound, will decide against having an abortion. So those are big numbers. You know, my uh, this is a, an interesting thing I don't think I've ever shared, but my sister had my niece when she was 17. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, my parents said, uh, I was two years younger, so I would have been 15. And I remember my parents, I came home and from school and they said, we need to talk to you. And that's bad news for me. I mean, I was always in trouble. Yeah. They don't want to talk unless you did something wrong. Right. And then they said, and it, they said, come in our room, which my parents' room was my parents' room. Like, we that didn't was, go in there. I like, that you. was like. The inner so, sanctum, right? Yeah. And I'm yeah. like, okay. I said, this is, uh, oh boy, what's happened? And they said, well, we want to tell you that we found out um, your sister's pregnant. And uh, we wanted to let you know before you heard it from someone else in mm -hmm. school. Sure. Or, and I said, okay, is, is that all? They're like, you're, you're like, I'm like, what does this have to do with me? I don't, I don't care if she's pregnant. I mean, that's her having a kid, not me. And uh, so anyway, they were like, yeah, that's it. We, you know, we thought you'd be upset or I'm like, dude, I'm not upset. But, you know, um, do I think my sister's life would have been different had she not had my niece at that age? I'm sure. You know, I mean, right. but uh, would I say if you my niece uh, turned 16 in a month? If I would venture to say, yes, my sister, she'd like to do it any other way, the answer would be no. Sure. Um, you know, and it's funny because I, I told my dad, I said, just the other day we were talking, she's taking some, um, you know, she has to take some score a certain thing to take some certain college test. Mm -hmm. She's not even 16. I'm like, dude, I wasn't worried about college test. No. I remember telling my, because my mom made us take like the gifted classes. And I'm like, Mom, the kids in the gifted classes aren't cool. I'm like, I don't want to take those. And so um, she said, well, you don't have to, but you better get straight A's in, in, in what she would call like the, the dumb kid classes, yeah. right? And um, keep in mind that um, I graduated with like a 2.7 in high school, so I'm not uh, putting anybody <laughs> down out there. But, uh, you know, my, mo my mother had unrealistic expectations <laughs> For my, uh, well, yeah, you know, my, my dad, it, it was funny. He'd always say, your mom always said you're gifted and, uh, we would always have you tested. And of course you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks to the old self-esteem there, mom and dad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. A unique dynamic at the channel household. But, um, you know, nonetheless, it's funny because she'll come right home, does her homework. I was, um, my parents would say, do you have homework? Nope. Yeah. I know we didn't have any and uh, we always had homework I remember oh, yeah. and this is how clever I was um, 
when the report cards came out, I had three Fs one time. Whoa. And I thought, I'm in big trouble. And it was because of attendance issues, usually. So I decided that I could, um, at this time, they made report cards a lot tougher to counterfeit. Now, the reason I know that is uh, <laughs> I'm not going to implicate myself, but <laughs> I may have tried a few times prior to this. So they added watermarks and things that made it tough to... Mm-hmm. So I decided if I folded it up and I folded it just right where the line ended up on the grade, then I put it in my backpack because it was raining that day. Yeah. And I happened to leave my backpack set out in the courtyard and get rained on that that report card may rip as they unfold it <laughs> on that crease. Well, you put a lot of thought into that, didn't you? <laughs> That's right. You know, Bill Gates says uh, one of his favorite sayings is he always says, I, I, I like to hire lazy people because they figure out the easiest way to do things. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm right here. Category example number one. My mom always said if you try as hard just to do your work as you did to not do it, <laughs> right. you'd have had straight A's to begin with. But um, so I opened up the report card. And, of course, I was able to finesse it to break just right. Right. Then I got a nice red pen put my A plus on there and yep. then uh, had different students initial so that it wouldn't look the same yeah. out from the <laughs> out from the thing so I, I will never forget my I folded it all you know back up put it back in my backpack my backpack is soaked right okay <laughs> my mom says where are your grades at of course my sister's already given yeah, hers yeah, you know yeah I got her accolades and I'm like uh, oh my grades I think I left my backpack outside so I run outside get it come upstairs yeah I'm like, oh, mom. I said, I think it ripped, but I had my teachers put my grades on there. I had them sign it just that way if you guys, you know, didn't think it wasn't. Uh, right. She looked at them. Oh, okay. Good job. Good job, honey. They even took me out for a celebratory dinner. Oh, did, did you feel guilty about that? <laughs> of course. You know, but. <laughs> but you ate it anyway, yeah, right? <laughs> you know, at this point. It's, uh, so then the, um, the, the final grades come out, and this is where it got tricky, was they came out at the end of the year, but they would mail them once your school was out yes okay so i was hoping that that day would never come or the mail carrier or something would happen they'd lose it like something would yeah miraculously happened uh, yes. yeah and unfortunately yeah. um it didn't and apparently i didn't return a book so the school calls the house and says hey we have chase's grades up here but we can't release them until you pay for this book well my parents don't owe a penny to anybody right so they're like freaking out they rush up there to pay the 30 dollars for some book i have they give the report card to my father Uh oh yeah and chase failed every class is uh that was my sophomore year of high school now there was an interesting thing that happened that year i got my driver's license <laughs> so the reason that, that i failed was that kind of correspond with <laughs> was because i didn't go to school and um you know for me it was a lot more enjoyment to go fishing so I would go fishing every day, didn't go to class. and <laughs> You were living the life, weren't you? Oh, man. It was amazing. I caught more fish that year than... And you could go, the the, the, the fish hatchery, would they stock trout in West Virginia. Yeah. So we would go to Bowden, West Virginia, you'd pull up, and then as the as the hatchery truck would pull out, there's like a line of, of, of welfare recipients and, and uh, people who are off work uh-huh. uh, who follow the, the, the stocking truck, right? <laughs> I mean, this is like a convoy to where they throw the fish in. Well, my friend worked at the hatchery, so it's like they're not supposed to, like, leak information. Sure, yeah. But he'd say, well, sure would be nice to be fishing at such and such today. <laughs> I'd say, okay, oh, okay. got it. Yeah. So I would already be there in my spot, right? You, gotta, right? you know, like they put them in the same places. Yeah. 
and it was tough to race all those people with the walkers down to the bank, you know? <laughs> and so during that time, uh, we would be there and they'd throw the fish in and we, we would catch fish and it was always an enjoyable time. But when, uh, I think the straw that broke the camel's back was, uh, I showed up to school one day and I caught so many fish that, I mean, I'm talking, it was like, they just, they were biting so good. You just couldn't walk away. So right. I was planning on going. I was going to just miss the first class, and then I was like, I'll just miss the second. Well, I ended up sliding into uh, late in the second period, but I left my fishing waders on. So so there's like water running on the floor, you know, fish guts still flopping off the thing. And the teacher, uh, his name was Mr. Harris. May he rest in peace. He's no longer with us. But he said, where have you been? I said, I was fishing. Isn't it obvious? <laughs> I mean, and uh, he was an interesting teacher. He was a substitute. So we really took advantage of, you know, how much leverage you had with him. Sure. Then they made him a permanent teacher, which was tough on him because he'd always gotten the flack for being the sub that kind of lets you get away with stuff. Right. Now it was like, you know. Now he's uh, got to crack the whip a little bit. Yeah. yeah. So so he's, so he's face just turns red. And he didn't know what to do, so I sat down and I said, "What?" I'm like, "The fish were biting good this morning," and they were. It wasn't uh, <laughs> wasn't like I was. So I get called to the principal's office, and they're like, "Chase, what's going on? You wore your waders to school. You didn't come in. You missed this much, at, uh, you know, many days of school." Well, I had an in in the school, and this is a great lesson for anyone listening or anyone in life: is if you can provide value, sometimes you can get a little leniency, and so the the principal of the school he also lived near my street and i was a took all the small engines courses in votech so he always needed help with his lawnmower and i would pick it up <laughs> take it to school fix it and i'd drop it back off at his house right so i sharpened his blades in the spring changed the oil made sure everything was always running well right he just had a car so i'd put it in my pickup truck take it to school so every time i get called to his office he was like what are you doing here like he didn't want to discipline me because right. he was you, afraid i wasn't gonna help with, yeah. The, <laughs> with the mowers and with the um you're backing me into a corner here chase yeah so he would always just say just sit here and just just don't just don't touch anything all right easy enough is it okay if i sleep I don't care if you sleep. <laughs> and so I'd doze off for a little bit, and then the school bell would ring, and, you know, I'd yeah. go home, and everyone's like, oh, what happened? I said, man, they suspended me all afternoon. <laughs> and uh, But then I would always say, you know, I won't give his name because I think he's still teaching, but I would always say, you need me to get your uh, uh, your lawnmower tomorrow, you know, <laughs> sharpen up the chainsaw blade. <laughs> if you got comments or concerns, you can give us a call. The number to call 678 931 nine eight five seven or if you are shy maybe you're bashful or maybe you just don't have time to talk you can shoot us a text it's seven three one four one zero seven five six zero that's sponsored by victory honda and um yeah it was always fun in west virginia growing up but here's the downfall my parents found out about the grades it didn't go over well mm -hmm. and so the next year i had to take all electives Oh. So the first semester was all my 10th grade classes. Second semester was all my 11th grade classes. No fun classes, no small engines, no. Right. So my junior year, I buckled down and my parents forced me and thank God they did because it made my senior year easy. I was back on like yeah. the normal, right. if yeah. you will. But, uh, it, it, you know, it was an interesting, uh, funny dynamic is I found a, I've always been one for be careful how you word things because whatever the rules are, I'm going to 
see if those are really sound <laughs> rules. Well, they had a policy at our school that if you were, if you had someone who was 18, they could sign you out of school. As long as they were 18 or over, they said. Okay. Well, I turned 18 my senior year. Okay. <laughs> so I would walk in the principal's office every day and sign myself out of school. <laughs> You're 18. Well, in the, so at graduation, I did graduate on time. And uh, I remember I had all A's and a B, and I handed my mother my report card. I missed 80-some days of school. And she says... Uh, what? Yeah, and she says... She's furious, but I'm like, Mom, it's all A's and a B. Who cares? Like, I got the job done. Right, yeah. She goes, well, how did you miss this much school? I said, well, because the rules said you could sign yourself out as long as you were 18. <laughs> so I would just stroll in, and they would always say, hey, Chase. I'd say, hey. I walk over to the sign-out <laughs> pad. I'd sign my name down and sign it and walk right out the door. And the kids who'd get caught were the ones who were like, because they had teachers on watch. They'd watch the parking lot. Uh-huh. Well, they'd be like the ones that would try to sneak or try to run, or they always got busted. I just strolled right past just, them. Hey, yeah, hey, hey, Mister Hot, hey, Coach Sowen, you know. I've always said that with stuff like that, if you just act like you know what you're doing, most people will leave you alone. That's a fact. I've stuck into concerts like that. I yep. mean, right, just go right by the ticket place, you know, and just just look forward and act like you know what you're doing. And most of the time, nobody will even say anything to you. My friend uh, Jim Ebert, he's a uh, I've talked about him sometimes on my show on Fridays. He's the owner of, uh, of uh, him and his brother own about 50 McDonald's. And he always was a humorous to me because he was down at the Super Bowl this year. And he's a little bit like me. He likes to try to press his luck with things. Right. So he was down there during the press days and there was a restricted area. And so he walks up and he just, you're wearing your, like your, your Super Bowl credentials mm -hmm. on your name tag. Yeah. So he just walks up and says, I'm with Fox Sports. And they go, oh, right in this way, right? <laughs> so he just strolls right in. And uh, he's in there talking with uh, Kevin Hart was in there. Joel Osteen was in there. I mean, a weird yep. dynamic of, of Gary V. Vanderchuk was in there and yeah. all these people. And, um, you know, funny enough, but, and you know, just kind of like you said, you just pretended like uh, like he's been there. But it looks like we have a traffic update. Uh, yeah, this for the downtown Ricky Brown Traffic Spotters Network. An accident now, North Highland, right in front of American Motors. Northbound lane, it's the outside lane, is blocked at this time. Uh, congestion in the area. JPD has just arrived. It's kind of right there in front of the Red Roof Inn uh, and American Motors on North Highland. So you're going to have... A little traffic issue to deal with if you're going to be traveling on the northbound lane. The outside lane is blocked right now, so be careful out there. And, and we can take a break too, Chase, if this is a good, a good, good spot yeah, for we'll, you. Yeah, we'll take a break, and uh, I want everyone to start thinking about this. I think I worded this, and see if you think this sounds okay, Brad. Are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? I like that. That's oh, good. That's, that's okay. Yeah, that's So that's going to be our Take 10 uh, caller poll question at 5 o'clock. We're going to take a short break. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel. You're at 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Don't just dream it, drive it during the Honda Dream Garage Spring event going on now at Victory Honda of Jackson. Hi, I'm Chase Channel, General Manager, and our deals are so good you may think you were dreaming. Like a brand new 2019 Honda Accord LX Sedan CVT lease for only $179 per month. Or lease a brand new 2019 Honda Civic LX Sedan CVT for just $125 per month. And when you upgrade your vehicle at Victory Honda, we'll give you 
you 125% of the book value for your trade. For complete details, visit shopvictoryjackson.com, then come into Victory Honda on Highway 45 Bypass and Victory Jackson North on Van Drive and Jackson. And save big this spring. But you better hurry because these deals won't last. So don't miss the Honda Dream Garage Spring Event now at Victory Honda. With approved credit through HFS, not all buyers or vehicles will qualify. All leases for 36 months with $29.99 down, plus tax title license for 99 dock and $8.95 destination fee. 125% of black for wholesale value minus restocking, reconditioning, and mileage fees. Subject to clean Carfax report. See dealer for complete details. Offers don't combine. Offer expires 331.19. is around the corner. Did you know City Lumber Company of Dyer is your one-stop shop for any home improvement project? City Lumber Company of Dyer offers a large selection of hardware, a full-service lumber yard, and a full-service paint store all in one stop. Check out our circular sale during the month of March. Everything you need from paint, lawn, and garden supplies, hand and power tools, and lots more items. New case knives are arriving daily. Come in and see all the new case knife colors and new styles or check out our case knife store online at citylumbercompany.com. Click on the case store. City Lumber Company of Dyer, located downtown Dyer across the railroad tracks at 183 East Maple Street. Our friendly staff is here to serve you Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon. Or just give us a call at 731-692-2287. Like us on Facebook or check out our website at citylumbercompany.com. That's City Lumber Company of Dyer. Debt reduction depends on creditors' balances and payments, client testimonials, or dramatizations. If you owe $10,000 in credit card debt and your minimum payments siphon away your paycheck each month, you can get debt-free in less time than you think. I've paid $800 a month for the past three years and haven't changed the balance on my credit cards. Get Debt-Free Now has a program to reduce your debt, stop the harassing phone calls, avoid financial ruin, and settle for less than you owe. I feel like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. You're pre-approved for our special hardship program if you owe $10,000 or more. Call Get Debt Free now to resolve your debt once and for all. My family no longer has 20 years of payments ahead of us at 20% interest. There's no fees until you see results. Make one monthly program payment and free up your cash. Call 800-683-3844. 800-683-3844. 800 We're back. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, hanging out with Brad McCoy, and we're getting you to 6 o'clock today. You're listening to 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. I tell you, I really like George B.'s jingle. Mm-hmm. The Squirrel Nut Zippers. Is that what that is? It is. Yeah, Squirrel. That's the name of the band. How yeah, about the, that? The Squirrel Nut Zippers. We do have a phone call coming in. All right. Well, let's Mr. not Chase. make them wait. Let's go to the phone lines. Caller, welcome in. You're on George B. in the afternoon. Yeah, chicken in downtown Richard Brown traffic spotters network chicken in. Saw we have report an accident, sir. North Highland at this time from American Motors on North Highland northbound lane. Outside lane is blocked at this time. That is obviously heavy this time of day. JPD just arrived on the scene. Doesn't appear to be injuries. Take a slow and easy if you're in the mall area going north. North Highland, be ready to slow down around American Motors right before you get to Carriage House and Ridgecrest Road area down there is the one lane. Jackson PD is assisting motors at this time. I'm still working for American Well, we appreciate that, downtown Ricky Brown. We appreciate you keeping all the listeners uh, up to speed on what's going on there out on the roadways. Mm-hmm. Thank you, sir. We appreciate all of our spotters. This is M.A. of our utility workers. Appreciate all of those hundreds and hundreds of spotters out there listening. Even if you're in right here, Chase Channel, 
Fish Channel, Brad McCoy, Victor Honda, always at the ham, always in the leadership spot. Appreciate you making it possible for us to share these accents to get home. Folks, safely as you enjoy the TJS 93.1, the talk of Jack. Thank you, Downtown Ricky Brown and Traffic Spotters Network, keeping mm-hmm. us all informed. They do a great job. Yeah, they do. And our traffic updates, Chase, by the way, are brought to you by Jeff Boyd of Boren & Boyd, attorney at law. They specialize in personal injury, motor vehicle accidents, and workman's comp. You can give Jeff a call at 300-6207. Now, I'm going to give everybody a free piece of advice. Okay. Okay. And uh, my friend, one of my best friends, he's an attorney in West Virginia, so he's not licensed to practice law here in Tennessee, so you can use Jeff Boyd for this. Mm-hmm. But he used to always tell me, Chase, he said, if there's anything I can tell you, he says, is always keep $10,000 stashed away for a rainy day. I said, well, what is $10,000 for? He says, because if you ever get in trouble, $10,000 will just about get you out of it. (laughs) And I said, okay. Well, that's. So like a DUI, guess what? Ten grand is going to cost you. Yeah, minimum. That, yep. To get some proper representation and to get sure, um, you know, and the easiest way. My father was always the voice of logic. He would always say things like, uh, "Well, if you don't want to get in trouble, don't break the law." There you go. He had a lot of like real good one-liners <laughs> that were uh, they were so simple they didn't make an impact. You know what it, I mean? It was just like, common sense, right? It was just like yeah. these. Uh, you know, but um, I like how McIver's uh, busier than a beaver in a baseball bat. bat, bat yeah, that, I don't know who came up with that, but that's good. He always had a lot of, uh, you know, funny funny one-liners like that. Now, I'll, I'll share this uh, story with everyone. It's one of my, the favorites of my father in um, his time. He worked at Huttonsville Correctional Center for over 20 years. That's a maximum security prison in West Virginia. And his um, when I was a kid, he started working there in the early 80s and he he wanted to work um, night shifts so he could be with my sister and I during the day, and my mother could work during the day and he work at mm-hmm. night. Well, um, you know, not a lot of people want to work night shift, true, you know, at, a, right. at a prison. And so he gets there, and the prisons are a lot rougher as far as how inmates were dealt with in the '80s than they are today. I'm sure. Okay. Um, yes. And so my dad gets there and he says, "This is like night one," and. The, there's a long hallway, and they, the inmates would rake the door, and then they would walk down and open the door and let them out. Was mm-hmm. well, you walk down, of course, inmates are yelling and yeah. and all this. And so um, my dad says he gets there, and and of course, you know, as an officer in the prison system, if you it's it's kind of like being bullied in school. If you let them get away with it, you're always going to get bullied. Right. If you stand up to them, you're not going to. Sure. So he walks down the hallway, and they're raking the keys, and they kept saying, this is our house. You know, open this door. Go down. You know, so he walks all the way down this long hallway, and he gets to the end, and the guy says, open this door. This is our house. He says, well, if it's your house, use your own key. (laughs) (laughs) It's very good. (laughs) I think he used a little different verbiage in there. Yeah, I'm sure. uh, Yeah, there's probably some, (laughs) yeah, a a few little colorful language put in there, I'm sure. Yeah, but that was one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite stories of of my dad working at the prison uh, growing up. But um, one of the things I wanted to ask you, Brad, because Mm -hmm. um, you've really been a kind of mentoring me along since I went on the air a year ago. You came by the house and helped me sure. with some stuff and right. give me some pointers. And as I realized uh, with George B. asking me to set in, I feel like my career in radio is really starting to blossom. And uh, in, in saying that, I think it may be time for a nickname. Wow. Okay. 
I mean, is Chase Channel good enough for the national scene? I mean, is... Well, I don't know. That's a pretty cool name, though. It's I mean, not you bad. know, CC, you CC, know, Chase bad. Channel, it flows. It has a good flow to it. Uncle it Sid does. thought I should go by the Big Tuna. Well, that's kind of already been taken. Well, there was Charlie Tuna. Yeah, but the uh, uh, the football coach. Yeah, that's true. You know, they called him Tuna, Big Tuna. Then there's Bubba the Love Sponge. Yeah. I don't know. If you got a suggestion for a nickname, <laughs> uh, we'll take it. I liked uh, I like this one. Uh, um, what, what did I call it? Blue suede, um, maybe something with blue suede. You know, kind of to highlight my my uh, Elvis impersonation looks. Yeah, yeah, you do. You, you've got I the don't know. got the jet black hair going. Got some sideburns. I just felt like maybe a nickname might really take my career to the next level. Well. Yeah. Now Pro- you propel me into stardom. Like George B. What a George cool name. B. That yeah, is. what a what a name. George B. Yep. Hmm. Well, if you're just now joining us, you're listening to George B in the afternoon. George B is out on assignment on the road, and uh, he's been kind enough to ask me to fill in. He wanted to make sure that you were excited he was back, so he asked me to fill in in his uh, <laughs> while he's gone. <laughs> and so everyone will be relieved when George is back tomorrow. Yep. Uh, but in in today's uh, we want you to start thinking about and maybe if you're driving home now and you won't be tuned in, uh, you can tune back in or you can go to talklegends.com and you can listen. But today's Take 10 Caller Poll is going to be, are you in favor of mental health screenings before purchasing a firearm? And um, mental Ooh. health is, is one of those things that's a debated topic. Um, personally, I'm uh, you know pro-Second Amendment. Um, mm-hmm. I believe in gun rights and... I'm not going to share my thoughts on it till after the poll just because I don't want to sway anybody. But I'm interested to see what everyone's thoughts are. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, kind of get that stewing and think about that. Well, Chase, you know, a lot of people have the, you know, uh, say the Constitution, you know, doesn't have any restrictions as far as gun ownership. Uh, I know we've had, we've had a guest, uh, Mr. Uh, C. Archie, C. Archie Richard. Uh, do you know him? No. Uh, he's a guest on with us, uh, with Schofield and I, and he's, um, he, he works real close. I don't know exactly what his title is, but he works real close with uh, our people in Nashville. And uh, I've heard him talk about the Constitution, you know, that there are no restrictions. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you have mental health. It doesn't matter if you're a felon. It doesn't matter if, you know, this, this, and this. If you're an American citizen, you have a right to bear arms according to the constitution and some people you know are strictly you know feel that way uh about it you know that's getting into the mental health issue part of it that's uh, to me that's where it gets a little a little little dicey i think well you know it's uh for me one of the things i've refused to do over the years is to get a concealed carry permit mm-hmm. i just won't do it because i don't feel like i have to okay um, right and you know fortunately for me um I've never been in a situation where it's been a problem. Mm-hmm. I've been pulled over several times. And during that time, uh, you know, the police officers have asked me, do you have any firearms? I say, yes. They say, is it loaded? I'm like, what good would it do if it wasn't? <laughs> right. Am I going to hit somebody with it? <laughs> what kind of question is that? And then uh, usually, uh, you know, the worst that I ever had happen was they asked where it was. I said, it's in the console. Mm-hmm. Um, and he said, would it be okay if I removed it i said if you don't mind if i get out first i don't don't trust you with it i don't want you crawling over top of me playing with a firearm you know who knows if you were taught how to use it right or not but um you know and and 
police officers in general, what we have to realize is a lot of the people that they come in contact with are breaking the law. That's, right, they're bad people. Right, that's what they're dealing with. And, yes. And so I think his appreciation for me just kind of complying and saying, listen, I got nothing to hide. Sure, there it is. Right. And, and uh, he complimented me on the gun, said this is a nice gun. I said, thanks, right. man. And so we talked about that for a little bit. And uh, he asked if I had a concealed carry permit. I told him no. And um, he just, he said, I explained to him why. And he said he understood that, appreciated me complying. He said he didn't have a problem with it. And that was that was the worst situation I ever had with okay. where there was any, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> right. And, you know, for me personally, it's, uh, I always, uh, well, there's a saying, and, and man, maybe somebody listening could help because this is a great, it says, I'd rather be, um, I'd rather be judged by something instead of a jury of this or something. Yeah. In relation to guns. And that's, I kind of believe that one, even though I don't remember it. And I found, too, with policemen pulling you over, you know, if, if you're compliant, if you're nice and not getting belligerent and stuff like that, the majority of the policemen are going to be nice and cordial to you. And especially if you're not breaking the law, doing any, you know doing anything wrong, uh, but you know that's the thing. If you start getting an attitude, they're probably going to start getting an attitude. Just like if if someone walks up to you and gets an attitude towards you, you're going to probably get an attitude toward them back. Oh yeah, you know. And uh, so that's and, and like you said, most of the time, the policemen are dealing with people who are breaking the law. So I guess they're going on the assumption, which. I don't right or wrong, but they're going on the assumption that this person is probably breaking the law. Yeah. You know? See, I like I had an officer pull me over and he said, Do you know why I pulled you over? And I said, Does it have anything to do with the murder trial that went unsolved in Las Cruces, New Mexico in nineteen ninety eight? He said, No. Said, okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> now carry on. <laughs> you didn't do that. <laughs> Things to not say, right? <laughs> yeah, things to not say. But, uh, uh, you know, this is the Monday edition of George B. in the afternoon. Uh-huh. Uh, I do want to thank one of our sponsors um, because, you know, uh, he's Grover King. He's a he's a, he's a a wonderful American. He's a wonderful, nice guy. He came by, and I saw him at Picasso's recently, and he said hi. But King Jewelers over on 16 Conrad Drive in Jackson, uh, they have fine jewelry, a large selection of estate jewelry, Precious gemstone jewelry. Uh, they have a great selection of bridal jewelry, including custom bridal and stackable bands, diamond studded earrings. Uh, they have Citizen and Pulsar watches. But they always offer free inspection for jewelry and cleaning, expert repair on all jewelry, free gift wrapping. Uh, but owner Grover King has 35 years of expert jewelry repair, a, f- a friendly, helpful, and caring staff to serve you. King Jewelry where you find satisfaction is their mission. Their phone number over there is 731-664-8188, and that's King Jewelers on located at 16 Conrad Drive. And I can tell you from experience, folks, if you're dealing with jewelry, you want to deal with somebody who knows what they're talking about, and Grover King is that guy. Yo, Blue Eyes. Grover Blue Eyes King. Grover Blue Eyes King. This from the Victory Honda text line. See, Richard Archie is a field rep for the Tennessee Firearms Association. So thank you for that. And another texter says, not concealed carry in Tennessee, Chase. So I guess you don't have to have a permit in Tennessee. Well, there we go. There you go. No one running in trouble. There you go. Absolutely right. Why don't we take a break, Chase? Yeah, we'll take a short break. When we come back, we're gonna, uh, we are gonna we have the Take 10 caller poll coming up at 5. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. Somebody killed a policeman today. 
and a part of America died. A piece of America he swore to protect. Freedom, liberty will be buried with him at his side. The suspect who shot him, he will stand up in court. With his lawyers, he will demand that he gets all of his rights. While the mothers, the sons, and the daughters will spend many long and lonely nights. Somebody killed a policeman today. It may have happened in your town or maybe mine. While you and I are sleeping in comfort, behind our locked doors, a cop put his life on the line. Now his spirit has the beat on a dark city street. He will stand at each rookie's side. My friends, somebody killed a policeman today and a cop answered the call. He put himself on the line. He gave his life. He gave his all. Somebody killed a policeman today and a part of America died. 660-5152. Real estate is on fire. And United Country MacGyver Land and Realty has been busier than a beaver in a baseball bat factory. If you own a luxury home, farm, or country home with acreage, now is the time to call MacGyver. If you want to sell your specialty property fast at top dollar, MacGyver can do it. Caring for your family and moving it forward. Each office independently owned and operated. Call MacGyver at 298-6731. Jackson Off-Road Plus Complete Automotive Service does commercial work on area business fleets, servicing and repairing both diesel and gas engines. Hey guys, this is Mark at Jackson Off-Road. Tax season's right around the corner and we would love to have the opportunity to accessorize your vehicle. Here at Jackson Off-Road, we offer suspension lifts, brakes, lightings, hitching, diesel work, and fleet maintenance. We also offer mechanic work and service work for vehicles big and small. We are Jackson, Tennessee's Complete Automotive Service Center. Call us today at 731-668-8084. I'm Jennifer Briley, and I'm a business major from Jackson, Tennessee. Jennifer didn't think Union University was possible because of the cost, but financial aid opportunities helped open the door. She fell in love with the people, and she has been challenged by professors who show how Christianity applies to every field of study. Union helped me, and Union can help you. Come and see what Union can do for you. Union University, united in spirit, grounded in truth. And we're back. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, and we're hanging out with Brad McCoy, getting you to 6 o'clock. In the meantime, we have coming up at 5 o'clock the Take 10 caller poll, and today's question is going to be, are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? If you'd like to weigh in on that prior to the prior to the Take 10 caller poll, you can. The number to do so is 678 931 9857 or on the Victory Honda text line it's 731-410-7560. Um, Brad, if it's okay, could I mention one of our one of our title sponsors for the sure, show? Sure, absolutely. We talked earlier a little bit about Hal McIver, and uh, they do a great job at United Country McIver Land Realty. Um, they do extraordinary properties, lakefront homes, a lavish bed and breakfast, horse properties to hotels, golf courses. If you're looking for someone that really knows their stuff when it comes to jaw-dropping interiors, uh, they have historic homes with hidden passageways. If you want something with character, uh, you definitely want to consider United Country Real Estate with Hal McIver and his team. Their phone number there is 731-298-6731, and be sure to call them to begin your journey to list or find a unique property that's consistent with your lifestyle and those guys will take care of you. Just let them know that you heard it on George B. in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. And specifically, you can tell them Chase Channel told you. 
Yeah, they'd really be impressed. <laughs> they'd really be impressed. And then George may ask me back. So Yeah, there you go. If you know, if you guys want to hear me again, that's what you can do to help. Um, you know, another thing I wanted to share today, Brad, because this is my first Monday ever on radio. First Monday. First Monday. First Monday ever on radio. So as I as I here's here's the deal. I woke up in a bad mood this morning. And my day started off kind of like this. I woke up and it was 3 a.m. And I, this is the first thought I had is what's today. That's a terrible way to start it. Then I say, oh no, it's Monday. So there's not like a worse answer that that could have (laughs) come, right? It's Monday. So it's Monday and I'm like, oh boy, I have meetings. I have, you know, we do a Monday morning. We do a sales meeting every day. We do a Monday morning managers meeting before the sales meeting where all the management meets and talks about. Right. Um, and then we have we have meetings just to talk about what we're going to talk about in the next meeting. Um, <laughs> Don't you love it? So I'm like, you know, all that's going on. Plus, I committed to George B. to help him out. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, I'm going to have to go over there and do that. And I'm like, what am I going to talk about for three hours? I mean, I'm already tired. Do I get to take a break or do I get a... <laughs> I'm like, so... Uh, yeah, but I wanted to make sure and do a good job uh, while I was on here because, to me, it's important to be entertained if you're listening to radio. Mm-hmm. And talk radio, uh, for those of you who don't know, I do a show every Friday from 3 to 4 right here on 93.1. That time slot's jumped around a little bit. We used to be from, uh, well, I think we started out 1 to 3. Yeah. And then we moved to 4 to 6. I invented uh, the five o'clock woo whistle. Yeah, which uh, then George B came along. They kicked me right out of that <laughs> slot real fast. <laughs> and George was gracious enough to give me the first hour on Fridays of his show. But um, you know, I've been on the radio uh, here at ninety three one for over a year now, and in, in doing so, it's uh, talk radio to me is one of the greatest things in America. It's a way to stay informed, mm-hmm. to stay relevant, to hear what's going on around you. Uh, things that are going on and and one of those things that's important to me and that's why I wanted to share it is talking about gun control and talking about our our rights and our freedom uh, to have firearms and in in doing so I thought it was pretty funny uh, the article we mentioned earlier um, 84 year old Brownsville woman fended off a home intruder uh, with a firearm and you know my thing Brad is this it could have turned out a lot different Mm-hmm. Had she not had a firearm. That is correct. I mean, he shot at her. He had one, and if she didn't, yeah. Imagine what it's like to be 84 years old, and in the middle of the night, someone with a gun's in your home. Think of the composure she had Yeah. to not only freeze up, or but to deal with that in that instance, and then, um, you know, to, to be part of that. Uh, one of the things I've taken for granted in my lifetime is growing up on a farm, growing up hunting and fishing and growing up around firearm safety Mm -hmm. and you know i started off at a very young age i've went through a uh do they have hunter safety courses in tennessee they do Mm -hmm. and i I don't i I can't remember what year it is but if you're born after a certain year then you are required to go through a hunter safety before you can get a license and carry you know so that was you know the hunter safety is wonderful um my grandfather i went so young that you had to have an adult with you yeah and uh, he went, you know, he didn't have to, but he mm-hmm. just went through it with me. And uh, they teach you a lot of good information, especially 
um, which is really important here as it pertains to land navigation and shooting a firearm. Yes. You know, in West Virginia, we have a lot of mountains. Right. So you can pretty much know that if you shoot, that bullet's not going to continue to carry and potentially harm someone. Sure. Um, But they talk a lot about um, gun safety, understanding firearms. Um, I remember my first firearm was a Red Rider BB gun. Mm -hmm. Mine too. Was it? Yes, it was. (laughs) I asked for one for Christmas and, and got it and... The movie at the time was probably as popular or more popular than it still is today. Uh, was a Christmas story. A Christmas story. story, yeah. And so uh, I get the gun while I asked my mom. I said, Mom, can I go hunting with it? She said, sure. Well, she didn't think you could kill something with it. So <laughs> I come back, and I've got like 12 birds on the porch. Yeah. <laughs> and my mom's freaking out. She goes, How, where did you do it? I said, well, you said I could go hunting. I killed the birds. And, and then my dad gets home from work, and he's like, you know, proud of me. I yeah. did a good job, honey. Right. And, um, but, you know, my dad, uh, he said that um, there's a picture of me. He, he took me hunting with him, and he killed this buck. And in West Virginia, dragging deer is a little tougher than here because you're dragging them up and, yeah. up and down the mountains. Yeah, we're the flatlanders here. Yeah. Yeah. And so um, he shoots one down in the over the mountain from our house. And he said, you know, I was like eight years old, and I said, uh, I said Dad, I— I'll I'll pull the deer," he said. "You sure?" And <laughs> sure enough, but uh, he said, "I always acting like adults." Oh, we do have a phone call coming in. All right, we'll go to the phone lines. Caller, welcome in. You're on George B in the afternoon. Hey, I'm really enjoying you guys. Uh, your story reminded me of a stat. I'm going to mess this up, but it's something like of all of the gun crimes committed, you know, for murder, just getting caught with a gun illegally, to holding somebody up. Only 40% of those are people that have gone through, you know, hunter safety education, gun control, you know, of all the ones. And I may be off, maybe 5%, but it's extremely low. Um, and so what that tells you is even if you don't want to do it, if you learn how to respect it, how to, to me what it tells you is you're a whole lot less likely to do something stupid like that. That's a great comment, and you're, you're exactly right. You certainly... When you understand uh, firearms and understand the repercussions behind them, you you definitely act around guns and with guns differently because uh, one of the first rules, I mean, I remember my grandfather teaching me was you can't bring the bullet back. You know, once it once right, you fire right. it, it's it's going wherever wherever that thing's pointed and the, the repercussions will be, you know, for wh- wherever it was pointed to. Well, and like like my my son when he was eleven, he went through like in Tennessee they got this you know hunter safety thing uh, that you can buy someone uh, uh, his grand I'm not a hunter but his grandfather is so he bought this Leishman's Hunter Award like you know he he doesn't ever have to renew his you know Tennessee you know mm-hmm. hunting and fishing permit or whatever he buy it before they're two it's a few hundred dollars in his last lifetime but you still have to have hunter safety so he's like eleven or so with the hunter safety. And he, and you know me, Chase, where, you know, I, I don't have a ton of guns in my house, got a few full, but he won't, he won't ever touch your gun. Even if he, you know, were to visit somewhere else, you wouldn't touch your gun without checking it first. Now, make sure it's not loaded. You know what I mean? Never point at anybody. Like, you learn, and I think it's obviously, it probably makes a better impression at a younger age than it would for, you know, a 38-year-old man necessarily, you know, to go through. I think you just learn to respect it so much better so much sooner. It's almost, to me, I would be offended if it was just part of a curriculum in school that you could take, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I, and honestly, I wish it was. I think that would, I think yeah. that gun yeah, education is important. Yeah, everybody's got to do it. Yeah, just saying, hey, look, you, you want to learn to respect these things, so if you're ever around them, you at least know the proper, safe way to do it. Same thing with, uh, 
you know, with, with, with chemistry, right? I, I'm not, I'm not, you know, making stuff and, and you know, mixing all these things together. I, I don't necessarily do that every day, but I still understand the process of it. So it'd be the same way with a gun. Let me ask you this. What is your thoughts on, are you in favor of, uh, of, of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? That's going to be our, our take 10 collar poll question. What are your thoughts on mental health and screening of people with mental I, health I issues? I don't see where there's a negative. I don't, I don't see personally the big freedom in the kids. Um, you know, I mean, you got the right to bear arms. You got a right to do all these things and I'm with you. But just in the current climate, that we're in. I'm also not somebody who refuses to ever pivot a little bit. I think I, I don't see any negative to it at all. Hmm. To having a mental health screening before getting a gun. Great comments. We appreciate you calling. All right, brother. You have a good one. Thanks, bro. Chuck Tucker Walker. Yeah, that was Chuck, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. Chuck, man. He's, mm-hmm. he's uh, always got great comments. I enjoy listening to Chuck call. Uh, I do, too. When he calls George, I'll always, uh, always, always tune in. Yeah, good insight. <clears throat> Talking about that, See, I'm I'm a little bit older than you. I'm, pro- I'm probably about your dad's age. I'm sure yeah. he mid fifties, maybe. Yeah, he's fifty eight. All right, so yeah, I'm fifty five. So we're now here. When I was in high school, we had a hunter safety course that was offered as part of the. Uh, it wasn't FFA, but it was like an ag class that we had. Mister Cochran was was the teacher, but we had an option. We could take the hunter safety course during school. During school hours. That's cool. And I remember we even went out and shot uh, a shotgun, you know, and it was part of the school curriculum at that time. And this was back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s. You know, I had a, uh, do you remember the gun racks in the... I had one. And I had a pickup truck. Yeah, I I kept my 12 gauge in there and went to school every day. Yeah, me too. Absolutely. We do have another phone call coming in, Chase. All right, well, let's, we'll go to the phone lines. Caller, welcome to George B. in the afternoon. Hang on just a minute. Here we go. Well. There we go. He's up. Uh, good afternoon, Chase. Hey, Big Rick. How's it going? Oh, doing well. Uh, you know, I've uh, I've spent a career around the world three times in law enforcement and investigative activity. Um, and what I've decided is that I'll give you, for instance, that you grew up on a farm and your father too. You, as a responsible adult, he taught you gun safety. Yes. Right? At a young age? Yes, sir. Yeah. So that, that you ultimately have a responsibility of knowing what that firearm can do. That's right. See, the missing link here is not mental uh, testing. That's not our problem, Chase. What our problem is, is that we're inundated with all of these bright bub lying politicians that have made it their business. See, they're scared um, of their shadow. And why I say that is they create, do you realize how many pounds of uh, paper have been written pertaining to laws and you possessing a firearm in America? I can't even begin to imagine. It's massive. Let me just tell you, it's massive. And ultimately, you've got a law enforcement activity out there uh, that arrest felons. That means a felon uh, ultimately loses their right to ever possess a firearm for the rest of their days. 
Now, they have some provisions around that. If you get an expungement, no, you're allowed to restore them, no, right? they don't have any provisions. Um, not only that, but if, if you get arrested and prosecuted for domestic violence, which is a misdemeanor, you lose your right to possess a firearm. A lot of people don't understand that. They think, you know, they get one of these small-town lawyers especially, and, uh, you know, they're working for minimum wage in their estimation on taking these cases here on the local circuit. They'll tell a young person, go in there and plead guilty to, quote, domestic, and they'll drop it to a misdemeanor, which it already is, and they lose their gun rights. Yeah, it's it's I I don't I'm not in agreement with that. I don't think it's right. Well, you know you can't you don't have to be. That's the law. See, not only that, but then you have a judge that will have a felon brought into his court in the possession of a firearm, and they will uh, lessen that felony into a misdemeanor. This is a bona fide penitentiary felon, Chase. It's already already been convicted, all right, as a bad person that lacks mental capacity to do right to follow the law. That's what has transpired in all of these, uh, you know, I call them kids that play too many video games. Yeah. Uh, they, they lose reality in the sense that they don't, they lose their minds, first of all, because they get mesmerized. It's already been proven that a lot of things wiring-wise get all screwed up for kids that are inundated with that much activity. And I'm talking visually. Yeah, uh, no, it, I, it just, I totally it's agree. Warp, it warps them. And this, you know, we've gone through like 30-odd years of this nonsense. Everybody's squawking about, you know, Clinton, my boy, Wild Willie Clinton started all this crap uh, when he decided him and Hillary wanted to to uh, patronize the fact that they were going to to ban assault weapons. The you know through all that Brady Bill nonsense, that was only one change in that entire gun, and that was it used it used to had the clip where you could attach a bayonet, okay, after Vietnam on the end of that M-16. Right. That went off. The capacity of that weapon stayed the same. See, a lot of people just don't, they, you know, they, they see a lot of movies. Um, you know, and I came out of the military after a career, and, I mean, I, I've been trained, I'm a spec expert specialist from a 203 grenade launcher to a M60 machine gun to an M16 or a 38 or a 9 millimeter you know so I walk back into Tennessee and they want me to go to a Frankie Lacks uh, gun safety course and pay see the, these politicians again it's got nothing to do with gun safety it's got everything to do with taking money out of my pocket unnecessarily under the guise of protecting the citizenry from from itself. 
Well, it's certainly not a certainly not a perfect. Well, it's got nothing to do with enforcing the law that's already on the books. Yeah. If you could get the judges and the police to arrest all these felons that are walking around packing, that are doing all the armed robberies, that are doing all the burglaries, that are doing all the bank robberies, you wouldn't have this problem. No, that's uh, that's a great point. Going in and taking a mental test. And then getting that firearm and walking out the door and ultimately having a panic attack or anxiety or whatever these youngsters always want to say they're having, it, you know, it's life. they just not having a hard enough time dealing with getting out of the hole they've already dug themselves into. But yeah. it's got nothing to do with gun safety, man. That's 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 true. We appreciate it's your calling, Big Red. It's to do with personal responsibility, Chase. Well, hopefully you'll you'll call in for the Take Ten Caller poll, and I'd love to hear your your your. I think we know where you stand on <laughs> that, but but uh, hopefully you'll join in for that, and we appreciate you calling. Uh, we got to take a short break. Uh, when we get back, if you got comments or concerns, you can give us a call. The number to call six seven eight. 931-9857 or as always you can shoot us a text on the Victory Honda text line at 731-410-7560 you're listening to George B. in the afternoon right here on 93.1 WTJS the talk of Jackson around the corner did you know City Lumber Company of Dyer is your one stop shop for any home improvement project City Lumber Company of Dyer offers a large selection of hardware, a full-service lumber yard, and a full-service paint store all in one stop. Check out our circular sale during the month of March. Everything you need from paint, lawn, and garden supplies, hand and power tools, and lots more items. New case knives are arriving daily. Come in and see all the new case knife colors and new styles, or check out our case knife store online at citylumbercompany.com. Click on the case store. City Lumber Company of Dyer, located downtown Dyer across the railroad tracks at 183 East Maple Street. Our friendly staff is here to serve you Monday through Friday from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturday from 8 a.m. to noon. Or just give us a call at 731-692-2287. Like us on Facebook or check out our city site at citylumbercompany.com. That's City Lumber Company of Dyer. Looking for a reliable automobile, a second car, or a vehicle for a new driver? Millsaps Auto Sales offers family-friendly inventory, providing growing families the ability to put everyone on the road. Financing plans designed to fit all family budgets. Tony Millsaps, owner of Millsaps Auto Sales, one of this area's most trusted pre-owned car dealers. So if you're trading vehicles, selling your car, Tony's goal is for you to be 100% satisfied. Visit Millsaps Auto Sales. From the 45 bypass, drive a half mile on airways toward the airport. Millsaps Auto Sales is on the left. America is built and based on liberties and freedoms. Liberty HealthShare brings that to healthcare. The liberty of choosing your own doctor. The liberty of choosing your own hospital. Liberty HealthShare makes healthcare affordable to millions of Americans. Ignite your liberty. Sharing plans starting at $199 for a single, $399 for a couple, and no matter how big the family, only $529. That's $529 for the entire family. To learn how you can save, go to lightyourliberty.com. That's lightyourliberty.com. Your 
And we're back. You're listening to George B. in the Afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, hanging out with Brad McCoy right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson, or worldwide at talklegends.com. If you haven't checked out the talklegends.com listening experience, it's one that I think you will enjoy. You can listen on your smartphones. You can save it and download it as an app right on your phone. Click the button, and it's crystal clear. You can hear us anywhere in the world. You can take it with you. Plug in your headphones and... uh, you know, just enjoy listening to talk radio, mm-hmm. the greatest form of entertainment in all of America. Okay. <laughs> you have to agree, Brad. You do talk radio. Well, March Madness is going on. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, at least we talk about things yes, going on. That's keep right. Keep you informed, let you know things that are going on exactly. in, the, in the area. But no, you're spot on. And I got to tell you, this the, for the past year or year and three months now, I'd never, I'd, I'd worked in all formats of radio. I mean, I've been in rock, alternative rock, country, pop. Southern gospel, contemporary Christian. I've I've done a lot of different formats over the first uh, or uh, last thirty years. I had never done talk radio, and I got to tell you, I have enjo- this last year. I have enjoyed so much doing talk radio. What that, uh, What's been your favorite part? Being able to express your opinions, yeah, and hearing other people's opinions, um, because. In music radio, it's the music is the star, right? I mean, that's the star, and so you're even t- you know if, if you can't say it in 20 seconds, you don't need to say it. You know, you talk over an intro of a song, hear so and so that was so and so song recorded, blah blah blah, and you're in and out so so quickly. You oftentimes you don't get to get into those types of debates, just like with Big Rick. You know, you don't get to hear you know those type of phone calls. And those type of opinions. So, yeah, it's great. I love it. Well, you know, media shapes our opinions, um, and probably less so today than in in, in prior years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the way the elections have transpired have really changed how a lot of us view media. And so much has changed in media over the years from originally the fireside chats, the talk radio, you know, back in... I mean, talk radio has been a thing of, of pushing political agendas and pushing uh, religious agendas and uh, pushing mm-hmm. everything else. I mean, since since its inception, you know, in the 30s, uh, there were a lot of strong, uh, strong. And, and at that time, you didn't have TV or Snapchat or cell phone or, I mean, that was like, if you wanted, you know, and it was new. So, I mean, on top of that, imagine the listenership, um, you know, during those times. And as it's progressed over time, I think that really, um, I think mid-90s early to mid-90s talk radio hit its stride again it did i remember I, I lived in nashville i moved to nashville in 1994 and that was the first time i really started listening to talk radio and it was wlac 1500 out of out of nashville there on the am dial and rush limbaugh was on and and i was in sales so i was in my car a lot and i got to listen to rush and man i got addicted yeah i mean i, I didn't even want to listen to, to music anymore in the car yeah, it's uh, my dad. I remember as a kid when Paul Harvey came on, it was get, oh, be quiet. That's it. You know, and he yep. would turn up the radio and, and listen. How long were those Paul Harvey bits? Uh, three minutes. Well, now, now some of them, I think some of them went about 15, but he had like a little three minute deal that he would do. Um, the rest of the story, I love those. And now you know yeah. the rest of the story. But like his headlines, I think it would run uh, 15, 20 minutes, maybe something like that, maybe a little bit longer. Well, the. Uh, you know, it's 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 funny because um, he did a. There's a video online that shows him doing these vocal warm ups. 
Oh, really? Yeah, and he had two microphones. Yeah, and he had this whole like. I mean, it was it's comical <laughs> as to what he would go through. But um, you know, he he was an interesting an interesting guy. He did a bit called um, the world, and I don't, he, this may not be his original writing or whatever, but mm-hmm. he shared, and it was um, so God gave us a farmer, I think, or so the world gave us a farmer, and it talked about all the things farmers went through and and it was this whole deal. Well, they remade that and it's called the world gave us a car salesman and it is spot on. (laughs) Really? And it's really good. Wow. Uh, Maybe, I don't know if we could play it in this, but it's, it's hilarious and it's so much of it's true. Right. Um, but it's, it's, it's interesting to, uh, um, you know, just to hear the the parody behind it, sure. I think is pretty funny. But well, yeah, if you if you pull that up on your phone sometime or another here in the next little bit, we can do it. It's five oh two. You ready to do the top the take ten collar poll? Yes, uh, take you? ten collar poll. And the question today for the take ten collar poll is: Are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? The phone number to call seven or six seven eight nine three one nine eight five seven. 93.1 WTJS Alamo. The talk of Jackson. And now, putting his finger on the pulse of West Tennessee, it's George B. and the Take 10 Caller Poll. Get ready to call. You're invited to get in on the poll right now and vote. If you have a comment to go with the vote, please keep it brief and to the point. One sentence only, please. The George B. Take 10 Caller Poll. Let the voice of the people be heard. Georgetown. Men, George Allen, George Rogers, George Gitt, the Gipper, George Gershwin, George Gervin, Machine Gun Kelly, his name was George. George Zaharius, George Kennedy, George Brett. And George is on my mind. From wherever <laughs> he may be, you're listening to George B. in the afternoon. And it's the Take 10 Caller Poll. We got mm, calls ready. We do. Now, what's the question again? The question for the Take 10 Caller Poll is, let me find it. I wrote it nicely. It's, are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? The number to call is 678-931-9857. Caller, you are on George B. in the afternoon. Uh, What's your answer? Well, I'm going to say this. I'm not in favor of any more gun laws. I believe every gun law that's been passed the Constitution was written is unconstitutional. All right, we got you down for a no. Thank, thank you, caller. We appreciate mm-hmm. you calling and listening. Uh, next caller, uh, caller, you're with us. What's your answer? No. All right, simple enough. Two no's so far. That's it. Um, let's go to the next one. Caller, you're with us on George B in the afternoon. What's your answer? I, I'm going to say yes. Calls. I know it may be unconstitional, but uh, I just, you know, I wouldn't want a, a mentally unstable person being able to, to buy a handgun and, you know, uh, go crazy and shoot a lot of folks. Great comments. We appreciate you calling, and uh, we got you down for a yes. Are you keeping up with yes or no? Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. a statistician over here, too. Are you impressed? I'm, Can you let George know I'm doing a good job? I will. All right, let's go to the next caller. Caller, mm-hmm. you're with us. Uh, what, what do you think, caller? Yes or no? I say no, but let me qualify it. 
the only reason I would say no is because I would I would like to make sure that whoever does the mental evaluation does it correctly. Great because point. They might be able to man, man, manipulate it. Mm. Absolutely, great point. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you calling. Uh, next caller, you're with us. Caller, what do you say? Yes. Yes. All right. Matthew. That's my whole explanation. All right. Matthew. Matthew, I guess somebody he must know has a firearm. <laughs> must, must be. What what number are we on? Uh, right now, we've taken five. We've five. got three no's and two yeses. All right. We'll go to the next caller. Caller, you're with us. What do you say? Yes, I, yes, I am with you, and yes, I am for it. I have bipolar disorder, and you do not want me to have a handgun. All right. All right, we appreciate you calling. We appreciate you listening. Uh, that was a good one. Yes, it was. All right, let's go to the next one. Caller, what do you say? Uh, no. You know, Hitler uh, registered all the guns, and then they, he did what he did after he took all the guns away from those folks over in Germany. Y'all realize that, right? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a great comment to go along with that. We appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling. Uh, next caller, what do you have to say? Uh, we all need guns, whether it be a pistol, a rifle, or a rocket launcher. Well, that's true. So are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing one? That sounds like a great idea, but maybe the mental health screening should be looked at before it's set in stone. Okay, so we'll put you as a yes as long as the screening uh, makes sense. All right. All right, what, what number are we on? Okay, we've had eight calls, eight. so we need, we need two more. We need two more. And the number to call is, uh, let's see, 678-931-9857. we got phone lines open, so yep. you can give us a call. Mm -hmm. And um, the question is, are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? Okay. So we only need two more to decide. This poll is scientific. It's scientific because we say it's scientific and because George B. <laughs> decided that yeah. if 10 people right. can decide, uh, we got another one ready there? We do. All right, let's go to the phones. Caller, what do you say? That's you, caller. Yes or no? Uh, my answer is no because, in my opinion, it's a backdoor method to confiscate all guns. Hmm. Great, great comment. Uh, we appreciate you calling. Yep. And so now it uh, looks like we got a we got another one there, Brad. We, this is number 10, right? Caller number 10. Caller number 10. You there, caller number 10. How's it feel to be caller number 10? Uh, feels great. It's my fourth time. <laughs> He's got, he can time it out, can't he? Man, that's, that's great. What are your thoughts on it? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. All right. We appreciate you calling. Mm -hmm. And that's how that's it's it. done. The Take 10 call. You think George will be proud? Did I do a good job? Man, you did an excellent job. And I mean, that, I'm going to tell you, that's close in on close to a record of getting of the least amount of time to get 10 calls. How, I'm how serious. About how about that, George All B? All right. Man, <laughs> if you're George, listed out there, yeah, he, might, he might have me back. So the, the, uh, the stats have come in, and we have six no's and four yeses. So that means 60% uh, say no, 40% say yes. For are you in favor of mental health screening before purchasing a firearm? There were some interesting comments along with those. Yes, there were. Um, yep. I, and I think that goes back to it is for me personally, and I said I was going to not share mine until after the poll, mm -hmm. is uh, it's a no for me. And it's along the same lines many of the callers had is 
if you impose regulation, where does it stop? Who's yes. in charge of the town? It's just another backdoor, unfortunately, for... Uh, and it's another way for the government to make more money, which, sure. um, yep. you know, for me, the money... And here's one of the things that I really was thinking about uh, today is I thought about the show and locally things I've experienced. Most people, because... Uh, I was reading an article, and I didn't get to catch the whole thing, but it talked about three-way the city. Yeah. And I guess they fought to become a city recently, yeah. in 16 maybe. Yeah, I used to live there. So, you know, with, with annexation, there's really only one reason why people don't want to be part of a city, and it has to do with money. That's right. Fire fees, taxes, property taxes. That's true. And, and, and here's the deal. In business, it's real simple. When you have a return on investment where you think, okay, value exceeds price, you don't mind paying for it. That's why you buy something. Right. Well, with, with government and with services and with city government, the problem is is that a lot of times we don't feel like the dollars are being spent properly that we're already spending. Yes. So then yeah. why do you want more because you misspend it? Right. Yes. You know, and so I don't think the problem most people have with annexation or taxes or any of these things is the taxes itself. It's how the money is being used. And, and I, I firmly believe that if anybody truly believed all the dollars allocated were being spent properly and wisely and managed properly and they were getting great value for it, right. they'd say, hey, you know what, we're fine with the taxes being higher. Yeah. Because we want good things for where we live. Mm -hmm. We just don't want to spend more money for other people to make bad decisions with it. Right. Well, I, and I, I think I said this during our uh, Schofield Night Show. It, it's kind of like me. You know, I get X number of dollars per month from Grace Broadcasting for working here. Well, if I overspend this month, I'm, I can't go to my boss and just say, you know, Lacey, you know, well, I kind of overspent this month. You, you think you can throw me a little extra? Right. You know, he's going to say, no, right. <laughs> you need to learn to live within your means. That's right. And that's the way we as a country, our government needs to do. I mean, how many trillions of dollars are we in debt now? I mean... It's a lot. It's yeah, seven or eight trillion. Yeah, is it something least, like that? At least, and you know the rate it's growing now. You know, we won't even be able to, to service the interest we're paying right. on that debt. Right, which is a whole other uh, ball of wax. You know, there's cities for sale in America. For sale? Yeah, you can buy an entire city, and um, you know, one of the things that I was lucky that my parents taught me as a kid was, is if you don't like it, do something about it. Mm -hmm. And so I've actually thought about buying a city before also ran for mayor once and the reason was is because i felt like i shouldn't just talk about it i should make a difference okay and you know one of the examples and this is not here in jackson <laughs> um, but i remember that they had a leaf truck that would come around and pick up the leaves well there was one guy driving it there was another guy behind it operating the thing and then there was seven other people watching him operate it and i'm thinking okay so it takes nine people to pick up the leaves off the street uh-huh and you look at that and you say, to me, that's irresponsible spending. I wouldn't ever at my dealership allow something like that to happen. Right. Now, if they came and said, Chase, here's the reason why we really need nine people to pick up these leaves, and the reason made sense, I'd say, okay. Sure. So I always operate off this thing, and it's uh, it's really a new concept called common sense. Uh-huh. And my dad always said that, uh, you know, that common sense ain't so common. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that, that, you're exactly right. Your dad's exactly right on that. More of those sayings that sure. he had, you know. Yeah. If you're just now joining us, my name's Chase Channel. The other voice you hear, that's Brad McCoy, and you're hanging out with George B. in the afternoon. We're filling in for George. He's out on assignment because coming up on April 1st, 
he has a fundraiser where he's going to be going up in the mm. boom truck onto the caboose out in front of the Casey Jones village. And, you know, George hasn't expressed this to me exactly um, in, in, in so many words, but uh, I think this vacation is really, uh, he feels like if something were to go wrong, it's good that he kind of gets a final trip out of the way. And uh, <laughs> Well, I wish you'd quit talking like that. I really do. <laughs> well, you know, it, it could happen. I'm kind of nervous about it anyway. <laughs> you know, we were, you know, we went out there and shot the video. Did you see that? Yes. That's a great video. Yeah. Okay. I thought it, <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was great. It was just, you, when, you, when you get out there and you're underneath that thing and you look up, you realize how high up it is. Well, one of the things about being, uh, for those of you who have never seen me in person, I'm six foot four wear size 16 shoes and i weigh maybe over 350 pounds yeah. maybe close to 400 yeah you, you ain't going up there with us buddy I'm well, just telling so you. you think of things in a different way because you go you know was this built for somebody like me <laughs> and uh so it's always those things that you do uh it looks like we have a call yep. uh so caller well you're on the george b in the afternoon what's going on uh, you're talking about the national debt. It was uh, about eight million when Obama took office, and now we're over twenty-two, twenty-three trillion. Twenty-three trillion. Wow. What do you think Obama spent it yeah, all on? Nobody knows. You know, nobody cares. Unfortunately, nobody you're probably right. We don't do budget. We don't have a budget anymore. They we haven't had a budget in ten years. You know, we do continuing resolutions. That way, uh, nobody can be held responsible. But the reason I called is last week George B. was asking about the difference between years ago and, and where we are today. And the president of Hillsdale College wrote in his uh, editorial page for his monthly newsletter this month that uh, in the past someone might say something like, what you said offended me, but I'll fight for your right to say that. I believe you have the right to say that even though it offends me. But today, if a person says something and a person is offended, that person is, is turning around and saying, what you're saying is offending me, therefore you don't have the right to say it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's a great point. George, uh, actually, Brad just got offended a minute ago that I keep talking about George B. falling out of the caboose. <laughs> yeah, that offends me. So, so, so don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> well, those are great comments, and you know what? I, I certainly agree, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and it's so much has changed, and it's changed in my lifetime, so I can only imagine for uh, for Brad, you know, in your lifetime, as old as you are, how much... Uh, <laughs> How much you've seen it change. Oh, boy. Yes, I have. <laughs> that's for sure. We appreciate you calling. Great comments. Yep. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's how it's done. If you want to call, you can. The number to call, 678-931-9857. That's the beautiful thing about talk radio is you can call and express your opinion. And opinions, <laughs> uh, that's what they are. They're opinions. Well, here's, here's one from the Victory Honda text line. I hate to agree with anything Rick says, but this time he is right. Brad, you and Chase have an awesome show. Thank you very much. Enjoyed it. George B. Who? Oh, man. Got to go to work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I like that text. Thanks for sending that in. Yeah, we appreciate that. And earlier, and we do ask you to text, so I do want to make sure we get these in. Earlier, we were talking about the uh, permit to carry. You do have to have a permit to carry on your person in Tennessee. The previous texter meant that you can carry openly in tennessee however this is not recommended 
Now, who's not recommending it? Is it law enforcement that's not recommending it? Well, here's the deal: if you if you if I just take a um, any gun and I walk down the street and down the bypass, the uh-huh. police are going to show up. Yeah, they're going to show because up. Concern, it's, it's it falls under what's called suspicious activity. Right. And so right. they're going to they're going to pull up and and uh, legally they can't do anything. Right. But here here's the deal, and and this is where we have to use common sense. Is is it our right to do that? Yes. But let's pretend that they pull up for suspicious activity and they happen to think that my hand's on the trigger and they happen to think that it's loaded and then I get shot all because I'm trying to prove a point. Yeah. It's just not, we have to use common sense in America and that's what we're missing. And that's it. Common sense. I mean, why would you need to be carrying a, a, a rifle down the bypass? Right. And, you and, know? and, you know, let's let's pretend that, uh, that I felt like... Um, for safety reasons, I was maybe providing an escort to somebody who I felt like was in danger, or I felt like something was going on in the local area that made me feel like I was in danger. If there's something mm-hmm. that warrants it, sure. Okay, well, load up and protect whoever you got to protect. <laughs> right. I mean that that's what the rights are there for. But I will say that um, that I think is is it, what we fight for is, is no infringement upon that. And I'm a huge supporter of that, and I appreciate everyone's calls and everyone listening. If you're just now joining us, this is George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, and we're going to take a short break, and we'll be back right after this. Hey, folks, this is Alicia Edwards out here at the Happy Shack Mattress Store More in Three-Way. The Happy Shack offers 12 months interest-free financing, layaway, and same-day delivery on stocked items. Come see what all the hype is about out here at the Happy Shack Mattress Store and more. Or check us out on Facebook. Open Tuesday through Friday, 10 to 6, and Saturdays, 10 to 5. The Happy Shack Mattress Store and more in three-way. We'll be looking for you. Mom, Dad, it's a carnival. Can we stop? Sure. Honey, I think that cloud wants you to put your window down. This car right here will fit 17 people. <laughs> but now we'll throw in a free giraffe. It's not a clown. It's a car salesman. What's the difference? Honey, where's Billy? Look, I'm riding a giraffe. What the? Hey, my name is Sarah Beth Langley. Does it feel like you deal with a bunch of clowns every time you drive onto a car lot? Are you tired of the three ring circus gimmicks? At Gene Langley Ford in Humboldt, we don't clown around when it comes to customer service. At Gene Langley Ford, our team works hard to provide you a car buying experience you can feel good about. Drive by our lot or check us out online at GeneLangleyFord.com. Come see my family at Gene Langley Ford in Humboldt, where you can expect good business, not funny business. You really should try Gene Langley Ford before you buy. The dealership service built. This inspirational minute with Dr. Bill Sims is brought to you by First Baptist Church Bemis. Luke says, give us this day today and also suffice for the bread tomorrow. So you see that that word daily once again is translated in two different ways. Jesus knew the common necessity of the people listening to his Sermon on the Mount. And that necessity was food and shelter and clothing. And Jesus encouraged to approach our pater, our encourager, our one who gives us nutrition, pray to him every day for the necessities that we have, and God will meet that. Now, watch. Watch what it is not saying. Give us our daily bread is not saying give us this day our monthly bread. Give us this day our quarterly bread. Give us this day our yearly bread. Give us this day our seasonal bread. No, 
give us this day our daily super substantial bread that we need. Why is Jesus saying that? He's teaching his listeners that every day we must depend on God to supply our every need. Amen. This inspirational minute has been brought to you by First Baptist Church Bemis. If you're looking for a church where the pastor preaches from the Bible and the song leader sings those good old hymns, then First Baptist Church Bemis may be the church for you. Dr. Bill Sims and the congregation invite you to come worship with them. Sunday morning life groups at 9, worship at 10, and Sunday evenings at 6. For more information, visit fbcbemistn.org. First Baptist Church Bemis, 116 Bemis Lane in Jackson. on Monday's edition of George B. in the Afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, and Brad McCoy's hanging out here with us. And this is 93.1, the talk of Jackson, the talk of all of West Tennessee, and talked about all over the world on TalkLegends.com. Now, something that I wanted to run by you, Brad, because uh, there's a show, and if you've never got a chance to, if you're a fan of talk radio, or you're a fan of sports talk especially, I would highly recommend you watch the 30 for 30 on what's called um, Mike and the Mad Dog. You ever heard of them? Yeah, I have. Out of New York, right? Out of New York. Mm -hmm. So they were on WFAN, and they had one of the greatest uh, running shows. They were the number one rated show for 19 years in the ratings in New York City. And Mm -hmm. um, Mike Francesa is uh, how you say his name. And then uh, Mad Dog is, uh, uh, what's his name? Chris Russo. Yeah, he's on uh, MLB Network now, I think. Yeah, and Sirius, I believe, too, okay. has uh, yeah. has a contract. But mm-hmm. um, one of the things they were most known for was um, when their show originally was put together, they didn't, they were, neither of them were told they were going to be on a show together. Oh, okay. They were both told, you're going to get your own show. And right. so they showed up for their own show. And, and, and just to give a little background, because it's important to understand the dynamic here, WFAN is an AM clear channel out of New York City that um, you some of you may remember um, uh, Imus in the morning. Yeah. Had some controversial, um, if you will, comments over the years. Right. But Imus was the morning guy. And then um, uh, Mike Fran- Francesa was actually um, a he did uh, like sports statisticians and analysis for Brent Musburger and CBS. Okay. So he wasn't an on-air guy. He was a behind-the-scenes guy. And WFAN at the time was losing a million dollars a year. And that was back in the 80s. So to lose a million dollars a year in radio in the Ooh. 80s is like yeah. unheard of. Yeah, that was hard to do. That's hard to do, right? <laughs> yeah, it's very hard to do. So they were they were paying all of these um, all of these people from all over the country, these top-name sports guys, to come into WFAN and giving them these huge contracts. And the problem was is that, as in radio, your listening audience, it's got to resonate with. Yes. And the problem is, is you got some Midwest guy talking to New Yorkers or some South Southern guy talking to New Yorkers. There you go. Some, you know, some West Coast person. And it just didn't jive with the listeners. Right. So uh, Mike hears about, you know, what's going on. And he calls the station and says, hey, I'm interested in a job and, and would like to do a show. And they're like, oh, you you know, you want to run the board or do a... And he's like, no, I want to be on air talent. And they're like, listen, you know... These, we have the biggest you know, names in the business. We're not putting you on there. And right. he says, well, I know the, um, you know, the, the trouble that, that the station's going through, and, and I think I could do a good job. So they finally gave him a Saturday show, mm-hmm. and that show became one of their 
top shows. Right. So they said, okay, uh, you're ready to move to Primetime Drive, right? I mean, that's that's where we're at right now, sure. right? So right. this is where everyone wants to be. Right. All the listeners are there. And during that time, um, he says, sure. And it was from one until six. So imagine five hours of sports talk every day. Ooh. I mean, that's a, that's a tall order for anybody. It right? is. Yes. And so um, anyway, during that time, they both show up. And when they show up, neither of them were expecting the other person to be there. <laughs> and so in radio, there's what's called the power chair. That's what I'm sitting in right now. And, right. Uh, and then, and then uh, there's a control room, right, right where yep. the other person. And the power chair normally sets where they can see the people in the control room so they can give signals to, you know, go to breaks or whatever. And, right. and you probably know more about this than me, but, and then the other people are there as a co-host, if no, you will. Yeah, so you're, you're spot on. Yeah. So, so Mike uh, gets in the power chair and he's not moving. Right. So Chris <laughs> takes second base to the thing. And there was always this like, like just butting heads between the two. Yes. So they said the first week it was the most awkward thing in sports to ever listen to. And then it just started gelling. Right. And the conversations that were had, the the dynamic, but part of it was is they'd get in these huge arguments and people thought that they were real and that they really hated each other. And the arguments were real, but they were always remained cordial. Sure. Right. Well, there were a few times over the 19 years where it went past cordial. Oh, okay. <laughs> and so <laughs> one of those times was when uh, Mike, Francesca, was out and their jingle was... Um, it would go, oh, we got to play the jingle for everyone because it's the best jingle ever. It's And they're so cheesy that they're good. Right. Okay. Uh-huh. And so um, he rewrote the jingle with and took Mike's name out of it <laughs> because Mike went on vacation. So the reason I started this story was to say, do you think if I changed George's jingle and maybe added, you know, like that whole George, George, uh, the Take Ten Caller song. It'd be tough to get that many chases in there. Uh huh. But um, let's see, Mike. I'm gonna look it up right now. Okay. And pull that cord, this cord out, and put it into the uh, okay to the audio on that tablet there. And we can. Make, All right. Bear with us here. Out. We're gonna get this. Hey, this is live up. radio, man. Yeah. This is this is what you do. That's for sure. Well. If you want Uncle to- Sid gave us a plug with the <laughs> with no. This doesn't have the plug we need either. <laughs> Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Way to go, Uncle Sid. Sorry, Uncle Sid. Uncle Sid, always right. Isn't that right, Uncle Sid? (laughs) Okay, so let's make sure we got the volume up here. So so this intro was, um, and it was known everywhere because, um, you know, they would hit it. Right. and, And let's see, that should play. Volume's up. Volume's up here. It's playing. Is it playing? Huh, I'm not getting anything. Wait a minute. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Here we go. Here we oh, go. Start all over again. I had the wrong, wrong pot okay. up. That was, right, yeah. that was my fault. That was my And he would go, hey, good afternoon, everybody. 
and, and that's how he would come in every single day, and that's how they would welcome people to the show. Right. And so um, I did a pretty good uh, Russo impersonation. Yeah, pretty good. Not bad. But um, that was how they would welcome people into the show, and it was hilarious because he removed Mike's name from the jingle <laughs> when he was on vacation. And so Mike cut his vacation short. Oh, really? Came back, <laughs> took a, like basically threw him out of the power chair and said, right. you know what? And, and they didn't speak for three months. Five, five hours a day on air, they would talk and they said off mic, they wouldn't even look at each other. Wow. Yeah. Wow. We got to take a break? Yeah. Scofield and I have had some days like that. <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to George B. in the afternoon right here on 93.1 WTJS, the talk of Jackson. We'll be back. On Saturday, April 27th, Freed Hardeman University Athletics will host the annual Sports Advisory Council Benefit with sports radio personality Paul Feinbaum as our guest speaker. Evening activities will include a silent auction, dinner, and a speech by Paul Feinbaum. Sponsorship packages will also include a photo reception with our featured speaker. Tickets and sponsorships may be purchased online at www.gofhulions.com or by calling FHU Athletics at 731-989-6901. We hope you will support FHU Athletics by joining us on April 27th. If sports are a big part of your life, try our sister station, Fox Sports Jackson 105.3 FM. All sports 24-7 with Fox Sports personalities, Clay Travis, Dan Patrick, Colin Cowherd, Doug Gottlieb, Ben Mahler, Jason Smith, and our own Diamond Dave McCulley. Stay up to the minute on scores, signings, and trades. If it's sports, you've got it at Fox Sports Jackson 105.3 FM. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, listen carefully. Joan Chevrolet Humboldt is offering an unheard of 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty on all new and used vehicles. That's right. Mark Hoppy and his friendly staff will provide you with the security of a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty on new or used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Check them out today at JonesChevroletHumboldt.com. Snap, snap, snappy tomato pizza. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns in Jackson is open Monday through Saturday, 11 a.m. till 9 p.m. Serving the best pizza around. Also hoagies, pastas, salads, calzones, and wings and desserts. Snappy Tomato Pizza at 1187 Van Drive in the Columns near Dick's Sporting Goods in Jackson. Snap, snap, Snappy Tomato Pizza. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel, hanging out with Brad McCoy, and we're making our way to the 6 o'clock hour. I'm officially in the 10th round. I've never been this far <laughs> in a boxing bout. Uh, this is my longest talk radio marathon ever. Two hours, I guess, is the most you had done? Two hours is was that the right? most, yeah. Two hours was the most, but don't worry. I'm feeling fresh. Got my second wind. Yeah. I think we're going to be okay. 30 minutes to go, man. 30 minutes the to go. The whole stretch. If you're just now joining us, uh, we're glad you're tagging along. If you want to join in on the action, you can. The Victory Honda text line is 731-410-7560, or you can give us a call at 678-931-9857. Now, earlier we talked about the universe made a farmer, and... Um, it was a Paul Harvey uh, bit that they had did where um, he had read this off and, and it was a kind of a three minute deal about all the things in the universe of, of why they made a farmer. Mm-hmm. 
and it's very good. I would recommend looking it up. But since I'm not a farmer, I'm a car salesman. Right. I thought it would be cool if we play the universe made car salespeople. So I enjoy this. It's pretty spot on. Hopefully you will. So check this out. About a century ago, we needed a way to get from point A to point B. So Daimler and Benz, Maybach and said I need someone willing to work bell to bell six days a week, make a hundred phone calls a day, handle floor traffic, close four deals on the last day of the month, stay out to last call celebrating, and still make it into the 8.30 a.m. sales meeting the next day, wide awake and ready to kick ass and take names. So the universe gave us car salesmen. The universe said I need someone who can charm the pants off a nun, talk business with executives, football with steel workers, and knows just enough about just about everything to have an intelligent conversation with anyone, no matter their hobbies or line of business. I need a fellow with brass balls the size of grapefruits, the confidence of a trapeze artist, the bravado of a pool hustler, the memory of an elephant, the skin of a rhinoceros, the horns of a bull, and the polish of a statesman. So the universe gave us car salesmen. The universe said I need someone to shovel snow for me in Minnesota cold winters and to move a minivan's worth of stuff into a new car in Texas heat. I need someone with the patience to teach your grandmother how to use her factory navigation system, but the drive and determination to do a 90-minute demonstration for every customer even if they come in 10 minutes after close and can't finance a hot dog. So the universe gave us car salesmen. The universe said I need someone who can get things fixed at service without running up a bill. I need someone who can entertain kids and shut down third basemen and stand up to sales managers and corporate types and close three deals by noon. I need someone who can survive for 14 hours on nothing but coffee, adrenaline, and half a slice of pizza inhaled in a three-minute lunch break and deal with folks that shop their prices against every dealer in the tri-state area and still have to think about it. I need someone who isn't going to break down when he has three deals unwind in one day. Someone who is willing to stay five hours over so his teammate can watch their kids recital and get the short end of a split deal and not bitch about it. I need someone who knows his product line inside, outside, upside down and can still sell what's on the lot today. But most of all, I need someone who will study, learn the craft, treat the people right, train the new guy when you're not playing pranks on him, take him under your wing pass down everything you've learned so that one day, after you've sold everyone, and their families, and their friends, and their co-workers, and you're living out your days puttering around dealerships doing dealer trades, you can look out at all the young faces in the showroom and know that somehow, some way, you made an impact on our world. And so the universe gave us car salesmen. And there you have it. And the universe gave us car salesmen. <laughs> a lot of it's true. Is that, I'm pretty sure it's spot yeah. on, right? Yeah, a lot of it's yeah. true. Uh, <laughs> I can't know. finance a hot dog. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's... Uh, but, you know, there's so many things to all industries that... Uh, you know, you have to either have, have bought some cars or, or, or have sold one before to probably really appreciate it. But uh, there's a lot of things I'm sure many of us can relate to in that. Well, I can because I've never sold cars, but being in the radio business for 30-something years, I've dealt with a lot of car people. 
yeah. you know, you know, and, and sales and things like that. So I, I do have a little little background about you know car sales and things like that. But yeah, that's that sounds like it would be. That would be spot on. Yeah, <laughs> I got to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, uh, you know, one of the things about selling cars is, and I always said the world would be a better place if everybody had to sell cars for a year and had to join the military. Mm. Because there's just a lot of things you can learn about commission-based sales teaches you a lot. And it teaches you appreciation for time, appreciation for others, mm-hmm. appreciation for people's business, uh, appreciation for how you how you uh, treat people and and. There's so many things that it, that it can teach you. Uh, same with military, with discipline, with, um, you know, chain of command and mm-hmm. understanding uh, ranks and orders and all those things. But uh, it's always uh, – there's several countries that it's a requirement. I think Israel, you have to spend two years, is it? I think so. In the in the military before. Yeah. So, you know. I don't know that that's a bad idea. I really don't. I, I've kind of – have been an advocate of that over the years that because i wished i would have yeah i wished i had would have went to the military for you know it, it, even for just two years just to uh as you say some discipline that's yeah. at 18 is sometimes very important well you know one of the great things about it and especially where i grew up was is it gets you outside of this little place that you've never been True. you get some world travel you get some yep. experience you get to see the sights and, you know, my dad would always say, um, he was in for 20 years, and he would always say, you know, I, I was able to experience the world and understand mm-hmm. things outside of here. Yep. And, yeah, I think that's always a great uh, a great thing. And if you're considering joining, uh, by all means, I think it's great to serve, serve out that, mm-hmm. um, that desire for your country. And that's always one of those things. But uh, we talked about gun control earlier. So I thought I would share this because... As I mentioned earlier, growing up on a farm, understanding gun discipline and understanding how to use a firearm, mm-hmm. sometimes we take those things for granted. So I went out to Texas, and I was at a, a, a meeting for all of the general managers of our automotive group. So there's about 50 of us total that, that run 50 different dealerships. Right. And when you're there, you got to pick what activity you wanted to do. Okay. And okay. one of the activities was skeet shooting. One of them was top golf. And the other one was real golf. The problem was it was real hot. I had top golf across from my house in uh, Atlanta. Yeah. And so I'm like, you know what? I'll do the skeet shooting. That sounds fun. And I shot them competitively as a and when I was a junior. Uh, there's a clip somewhere on there where I shot them on television. Oh, really? Went five for wow. five on the, you know, for my. Yeah. And so, you know, growing up shooting a lot. I thought, well, that'll be fun, and it'll be neat to get out there. And Sure. So we go, uh, we're in a place called Bernie, Texas, which is about 40 miles outside of San Antonio. And um, when you get out there, it's you're, it feels like Texas. I mean, you're, it's kind of desert. Right. Uh, George uh, Strait actually owns the, the place I was staying at, and it's his golf course. Oh, okay. So we head out further from there about an hour to a place called the Joshua Creek Preserve, and that's where the U.S. Um, skeet shooting team actually trains for the olympics okay so the way it works is is it's like a golf course but for skeet shooting you drive your car up to hole number one you get out you have a little id card you swipe it and then you press the button and the trap shoots up in the air and you shoot it so they load your card with a 500 skeet and then you just swipe it and then you go to hole two hole three well the traps have one trap two trap both traps at the same time Mm -hmm. so we walk in there and it's me and uh five other general managers decided to to do it right so we walk into the the 
pro shop, if you will. And the lady says, hey, welcome, everyone. How you doing? Great. And she says, do you all want 12 gauge or 20 gauge? And they all just stared at her. <laughs> and I said, I'll take a 12 gauge. Yep. And as I looked around, I realized really quick, none of them had ever shot a gun. Oh, no. <laughs> so I said, have you guys ever shot a gun? No. Here's what's bizarre. All of them were from California. <laughs> okay. Now, I'm not saying anything bad about California. I'm just saying they were all from California. You're just saying. <laughs> and so I, I said, okay, uh, give them 12 gauges too, because I thought of nothing else. I'll entertain myself right? watching yeah. them get a little kick that they're yeah. not expecting. There you go. So she hands us the guns. We go walking out the door, and they're swinging these guns everywhere. <laughs> And I said, you know what? On second thought, we're just going to take one gun. And she says, what do you mean? I go, we'll just take one gun and I'll let them use my gun. Yeah. And so um, she's like, okay, that's probably best. <laughs> so we hand all the guns back. Uh, we, we drive up to the first one. And so I said, you know, here, swipe the card. Let me show you guys how to do this. You put the bullets in here. Right. This is one trigger. This is two trigger. This is how you, you know. Right. And I said, so go ahead and press the bottom and that'll shoot two of them up so i had them throw both at the same time wham wham you know <laughs> i shoot both of them and they're like whoa their eyes are like uh, you ain't from california are you right and so um so the next one i hand the gun to and i'm and of course you know it it was really interesting because by the end of the day i couldn't pull them away from the place they were I, having so much fun i got you right and everybody hit skeet that day um cool they all you know yeah. successfully yeah. Uh, hit a target and um i mean they were like facetiming their families and, <laughs> i mean they were just stoked having a great time scooting, shooting skeet but but that goes back to kind of what we talked about earlier and all these guys are perfectly capable adults yes but them owning a gun's not gonna do them any good because they don't know what to do with it. That's, that is correct. If somebody breaks into your house, the amount of time you have in a home invasion to figure out what you're going to do next mm -hmm. is seconds. Yes. And if you don't have it, like people say to me all the time, you're paranoid. I'm like, I'm not paranoid. I'm prepared. Yes. There's a big difference. Right. And, you know, I have guns located in a lot of different places, and they're securely located where only I know where they're at to where if... <laughs> Brad's been by my house before. He's like, wait a minute. But that's part of preparation because if somebody comes through the door and, and or they break in or or they you get out of your vehicle and as you walk towards your house, they, they put a gun to your... I mean, right. what are you going to say? No, we're not going in there. I mean, you're going in. Right. So then it's, you know, and, and do I recommend complying? Am I giving out uh, firearm advice? No, I'm not. But all I'm saying is, is that there's some people out there that regardless of any big Rick touched on the video game thing, mm -hmm. which I mean, to some degree, if you don't understand what a firearm is and you think that if you die, you get another life. Okay. Yes. It's guns are not going to be good for you. Uh, is right. there a, a degree of that? That's a little excessive or gets carried away. I, I certainly think so. But for the most part, I think it really ties back into understanding early education with firearms understanding right. early education with 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 guns and the problem is how's that going to be introduced into america you think california is going to pass that into the school systems uh no hey we got I don't uh, think so. uh kids would you like to do gun training uh 101 this morning <laughs> i mean it's 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 so yeah we'll get uncle sid's here let's get him a mic to, hang, hang on hey, hang turn, on turn turn the switch on make sure turn the, the switch on. on all right Okay, I got something the mic, to say about the mic's Let's hear what Uncle Sid right. has to say about Well, I, I definitely agree that uh, education is the solution to a lot of issues in this world, including uh, 
uh, any kind of gun safety. But, you know, also, like, think about what pistol or what weapon you have in your house before you do it. Most of the people have Glock, probably even a full metal jacket Glock, which is not the right weapon to have in a home defense situation. You know, those, those bullets will go through all walls, through the baby's room, into the neighbor's house, and through their baby's room, too. You know what I mean? The, yeah. The, the perfect home defense, straight up, is a, is a Taurus judge, or, or they make a governor with Smith & Wesson. And so it's weird they use political names for that. <laughs> well, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pistol that'll shoot a 410 or a, uh, a 454 capsule or a 445 long colt. And I'll tell you which round you should shoot. You should shoot a defense round 410 out of it. They don't have bird shot or anything. It actually looks like watch batteries in it. And, and uh, it won't even go through sheetrock, but it will stop an intruder. Right. And, and, and saying that, I'll say that because at 11 years old, my home was home invaded. My parents were put on the floor, and I wish I would have had a judge that day. But, you know. Wow. All right. That's all I want to say. Wow. Well, there, there you have it. Uncle Sid speaks from experience. Um, and if you've never heard that story, it's actually recorded on one of my shows um, that uh, he was on. And you can find that on iTunes, and it'll have... Um, it, we need to take a break. Yeah, we do. Um, but it, but that show's recorded, and it, it, he talks about that. But cool. But certainly, it's uh, it's one of those things that you want to make sure that uh, home invasion is a serious thing, and people that have been through it, they understand that. And uh, we'll talk a little bit more on that gun safety and gun control, and we'll be back right after this. Do you need a bobcat loader or excavator for breaking concrete or landscaping? Williams Equipment and Supply is the largest equipment dealer and rental house in the Mid-South. Experience the pride bobcat owners have in running the number one brand of compact equipment. Let Williams Equipment put you in the seat of a new bobcat loader or excavator today. This is Wallace West, the bobcat man. Call me at 731-668-4352. If you're in the market for a new or pre-owned car, truck, or SUV, listen carefully. Jones Chevrolet Humboldt is offering an unheard of 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty on all new and used vehicles. That's right. Mark Hoppy and his friendly staff will provide you with the security of a 20-year, 250,000-mile warranty on new or used cars, trucks, and SUVs. Check them out today at JonesChevroletHumboldt.com. Collision Specialist opened in 1989 and since then has grown to be Jackson's leading body shop. The goal is simple. Turn your unpleasant experience into a satisfying outcome. Recognized for the ICAR Gold status best in our field, we achieve this by continuous training and certifying our employees in the most innovative repair methods and understanding the operation of most advanced equipment. It's your choice of body shops. Make a collision specialist. 96 Fairway Boulevard, 668-9263. Collision specialist. Uh-oh. Whether your uh-oh is major or minor, bring it to Brassfield's Body Shop and Record Service in downtown Dyersburg. Brassfield's has the trained technicians that can fix your uh-oh the first time, and they're approved by most major insurance companies. When you have an uh-oh in your vehicle, bring it to Brassfield's Body Shop and Record Service. For 24-hour record service, call 285-0238. Brassfield's Body Shop and Record Service in Dyersburg. Owned and operated by David and Betty Brassfield. Did you know that words never go away? Words are the most powerful force that has ever been. Yes, the Word of God. The Word of God will illuminate the mind. It will win the heart. The Word of God will inspire the public. The Word of God will change your world. 
So my friends, still a few moments each day to quietly walk the path of life. There's where you'll find the place where miracles really begin. Young people, old people, you are the miracle. God gave you life. He created you to be just like His Son. Now the question is, the question is what will you do with the life that God gave you? Today, will you be someone's miracle? March came in as a lion, but the daffodils are in bloom and the groundhog did not see his shadow. So spring is just around the corner. What you need is a place where you can find that vehicle to fit your needs in an atmosphere that is stress-free and pleasant. Come see Greg, Jackie, Randy, or Mitchell and find out about the little city feel. Kenton Chevrolet in Kenton, Tennessee, where doing business is just a little easier. 201 South Poplar Street in downtown Kenton or online at KentonChevy.net. My name is Ezra Ricketts and I am a AMT co-op and I'm part of the Engineering Systems Technology Program here at Jackson State. If you've been out of school for a while and you're thinking about coming back, Jackson State is a good place to come back and reconnect. Now it's tuition free. You can get reconnect, you can get Pell, there's many other scholarship opportunities, so it's beneficial to your career. Get your college degree tuition free. Visit jscc.edu slash reconnect to learn more. Jackson State, invested in your success. You're listening to George B. in the afternoon. My name's Chase Channel. The other voice that you hear hanging out with us is Brad McCoy. And uh, we're making our way to 6 o'clock. We're almost there, Brad. Almost, man. Good job today, my friend. Thank you. It's yeah. went by fast, you know. It's the longest you've been on the air at That's one true. time. That's yeah. true. It's, uh, you know, making progress. Uh, it was a kind of a challenge from George B. He says, I don't think you can do it. So uh, <laughs> I feel like I was set out to fail, but, you know, we... No, George has been great, and he's uh, given me a lot of advice. And, uh, you know, for me, one of the things I've learned over time is you don't have to reinvent success. There's people who are great at what they do out there, mm -hmm. and they're always open to sharing and helping when they see someone genuinely wants to do something and be good at it. And for me, um, you know, I always said if I did talk radio, I didn't want to just be okay at it. I wanted to be great at it. Um, because to me, it's not why do it if you don't want to be great. Well, sure, like the commercial. You know, there's, there's some commercials. I don't know what it's for now. When you know they, they they're at a restaurant and they're getting bad food. And they just say, you know, when okay is not okay. Yep, that's you know, right. That's right. Yeah, it's a great point. And uh, today, I feel like we've covered a lot of ground. And there's a few things I thought we would touch on that I found um, interesting, uh, news and media related that uh, are false bombshells. All right. Okay. That have, okay. That, have that have come out, mm -hmm. uh, and these are all in relation to our president, Mr. Right. Donald Trump. Mm -hmm. uh, I guess President Trump. I should address him as. Uh, the first one is CNN accuses Don Jr. of the WikiLeaks collusion. That was fake news. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yep. Number two was ABC uh, tank stock market with fake Flynn news. That was fake news. Uh, the Mooch is not under investigation. CNN earns another spot on the list for shabby reporting about former Trump advisor Anthony the Mooch. Um, and that was also fake news. Uh, Bloomberg's dirty Dutch bank scoop, fake news. <laughs> uh, Sessions exonerated. Uh, more fake news. Russians aren't 
just hacking the election. They're hacking our power grid. <laughs> More fake news. Um, <laughs> Russians funded the, how do you say it? Dos, dos, the dossier? Dossier. Yes. All right. Fake news. Fake news. Uh, CNN gets commie prediction wildly wrong. Fake news. The 17 intel agency lies. Fake news. Manafort notes are a nothing burger. More fake news. Uh, NBC issues the Cohen correction. More fake news. At what point do you think that that listeners or viewers will hold news accountable? I mean, why watch it? Well, I'll be honest with you, Chase. You know, a lot of people have trust in those networks. I mean, that's where they get there. They, they, they work hard every day. They come home. They eat supper. They sit down in front of the TV, and they watch CNN. They watch Fox. They watch ABC, NBC, whatever it is, and they believe. I, I, think, we, I think we have been programmed to believe what we hear from the news outlets. You know, and, and we used to could, yeah. you know, I mean, I remember the days of Walter Cronkite, you know, um, but I think we have, my question is, is could you actually used to, or did we just now figure it out? That's a good question. That's, that's a really good question, <laughs> you, you know, because, know? because my mom and dad did, you know, when Walter Cronkite came up, whatever he said, whatever he reported, that was in, carved in stone, you know, fact. Now, do I know that that's the way it was? No, I was just a kid back then. I don't know. So it may have been, you know, I mean, there may have, may have been an agenda back then as well. I think one of the issues is with, in today's world, one of the things we have to face is, is it's a clickbait society. Yes. And sometimes facts don't sell. They don't get the clicks. That's right. So the more you dress it up, I mean, these headline articles even today on good news, the, the title has nothing to do with the story. Exactly. They just want you to click on it. They just want you to click because on it. Because the more clicks, the more money's made. And that, to me, is, is bizarre because I think that, that, you know, one of the things I've always challenged myself to do is to look more into things. And for me, I have to understand the why. Yeah. And I've been that way in business my whole life. And it's why, as a student, I didn't do well. Because right. no teacher ever set me down and said, this is why it's important for you to understand what we're talking about. Sure. They said, you have to learn it because we told you so. And the problem is, is there's a natural entrepreneurial spirit that I have. I rebelled from that. I got you. Right. Like, you're not going to tell me what to do. Yeah. To this day. I mean, <laughs> luckily, I only have to answer one person right now, and he kind of leaves me alone. Right. right. You know, and, and, but all, and it was funny because in, in the car world, I realized that I could provide so much value. Before I was a general manager, they hired one, and he came in and he said, uh, he comes back to my office and he says something. I, I said, hey, man, I said, shut that door and come in here. He says, what? I said, did they lead you to believe that you were in charge? <laughs> he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> I said, listen, this company, you know, they give you the title, that you're, the, but you really can't do anything. Like, you can't fire me if you want to. And his face just starts getting Get red, red, right? And of course, I realize I've struck a chord, right. but I also realize he can't fire me because right. that's just not how they worked. Yeah. And so here I am, uh, the puppeteer, uh, you know, <laughs> puppeteer. You're just having fun. And all I was doing is having a good time. I wanted to show him that, hey, guess what? 
you're not in charge. Right. I knew that I provided so much value for the company, they weren't going to get rid of me. Sure. So to me, I like, did I prove that point maybe um, exactly like I should have? Mm, maybe not. Well, you know? but, but you proved it. I proved yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, he and I went on to become good friends later on. It yeah. took about mm, two or three months. But, uh, you know, it was interesting because I feel like that in, in life, that's how it is. And some people don't challenge what they hear. They don't challenge what, right. what what information they get. For me, I want to understand why. And when it doesn't add up, it doesn't make sense, I say, hmm, well, why would they be telling us that? And there's usually, there's always a reason, and it usually pushes some type of agenda. I think it falls into that category. We talked about that earlier. We think that they're smarter than we are. Yeah. And so they know. That's and, right. And we don't. When in reality... That's probably not the case at all. That's not the case. And, and there's no they. Yes, and there's no they. You know, but these but these people, on, not all of them, but a lot of people, like your anchors, your, your network anchors, they're just reading a teleprompter. You know, they're reading what somebody else wrote, you know. Yeah. And so that's, but, but we take that as being from them and, and it being the truth and that they're smarter than us and they, they should know, but, you know. I don't think well, George so. B. told me that he has the smartest listeners in talk radio. Yes. And so I challenge all of you. A lot of you probably already do, but um, think for yourself. And when you hear something, challenge it. Understand the why and uh, make sure that it makes sense to you because the world's full of fake news. And with the Internet yep. in today's world, you can literally create fake news about anything. Sure. And so it's important to make sure that you understand where information comes from. Understand the why. And then another important thing that uh, if you haven't heard and you're not going to want to miss is George B. on April 1st is going to be in the caboose Mm -hmm. right here out in front of the Casey Jones Village. And he's doing a fundraiser for, what's the name, Brad? Birth Choice. Birth Choice. Mm -hmm. They're raising money to uh, to do, um, it's not sonograms. No, it's uh, it. um <laughs> yeah, so, uh, yeah. I wanted to say sonograms. Uh, no, they do. It's for a mobile unit for an ultrasound. Ultrasound. I had, I had to say mobile unit to get the word right. <laughs> I was just seeing if Brad was still paying attention. Uh, but you won't want to miss that. It's uh, it's coming up um, on April first, and they're raising money. Uh, will people be able to stop by? Yeah, that's what we want. People, you stop by. Uh, George is going to be throwing some uh, some like some of these paper or airplanes, these balsa wood airplanes. That's going to have some gift certificates. Like to I the hope Oak he doesn't store. throw it towards the bypass. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, you know George. Uh, but yeah, we, we want people to come by because we're raising money. We want people to stop by and make a donation. Birth choice. They're they're going to be out here. So if you want to write a check and give to them, that'd be great. I think this thing's going to run. Probably said and done with the ultrasound machine and everything. About two hundred thousand dollars wow. is, is what they're what they're trying to raise, and we're gonna we're gonna help them out. Two hundred thousand dollars. So make sure you stop by, and you won't want to miss that. That's on April first. You'll be able to catch me again Friday. I'm filling in for George B, but he'll be back tomorrow. And that's it, man. We're out of time, right? We, we are out of time. All right, you're listening to ninety three point one, the Talk of Jackson. We'll see you Friday.